0: Magic Without Fears Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater RC. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support.
1: Okay. And we're here on Magic Without
0: Fears with Jim for round two. How's it going? Philadelphia. Good. Philadelphia, brother.
2: Yeah, you still here. You're still, still here. Uh, Philadelphia's yeah. still there.
0: Are you guys well, getting much much riot action, or are you more like opened up like Texas? I don't know because I'm you know in uh, the Great White North.
2: No, you know it's actually it's it's loosened up a little bit. Um, you know, for like an East Coast city, you know, um, like compared to New York, it's 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 uh, like as far as gatherings and restaurants and shit like that. It's it's uh it's gotten it's loosened up a little bit. Um I don't I don't know if it's I mean it's Philadelphia's a little different than like the the surrounding counties. Um they kind of operate independently but you know it's not it's not quite at like the Texas or Florida level but um I mean most of the time people walk around like like nothing's going on, you know, getting getting on with their lives, which is, which is, you know, what I, how I think it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're very lucky if, if that's what's
0: going on in your neck of the woods. Yeah. That's not, that's not our situation, but we're, we're, we're pushing for it. So yeah, yeah you know, fingers crossed. I,
2: I heard, I heard uh, in, I don't know if I think uh, I can't remember if it was Ontario or not. There was like some pretty draconian measures uh, that, that caused a lot of, a lot of trouble up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. People people are only allowed to leave the house uh, in virtual reality. There. Wow, that's that's terrible. Um. Yeah, they have to, you know, get the implants and all
2: of that. The Adrenochrome. Wow. <laughs> so, did did they like back off uh, a little bit after people, you know, after people expressed their their frustration or now? Um, you know what? You can actually hear all about it from
0: someone in Ontario, because just last Saturday, I recorded an epic podcast for the LVX Files. Isn't that an awesome name, the LVX Files? It is, yeah. So, our brother, Sean lelokens Owen, who I interviewed for that epic five-plus-hour interview... He has started a podcast. I think everyone in the occult world needs to because we don't have enough. And uh, it's, I was the first guest and we talked and we talked a lot about what's going on in Ontario. So people can find out all about that. It's a video thing too. He'll be releasing on May 1st on May Day for the Sabbath. So like a good dream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, what's really fun about that interview that you'll, that you'll all see is that on that one, I was the sober person. Oh wow! And, the, You know, I I wasn't the one who was who got drunk, so that's really exciting to see. I mean, talk about uh, a rare occurrence. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, did I did smoke some weed and eat some mushrooms, but that doesn't count, does it?
2: No, nah, that's still sober. Not. That is, yeah. No, I'm I'm interested in that. I wanna I wanna hear what's uh what's what's going on up there, you know. Yeah, actually, that's and a good idea. I'll eat some more mushrooms right now. I will. I will definitely check that out.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be fun. The LVX files, like the graphic, even looks X Files style, which I like. And the information down below is like case file info. I think you should totally keep it that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and bookmark that now. Actually.
0: Yeah, it's already yeah. on his. He's got it. All the website stuff. And, uh, you know, he knows, he knows how to do things. Right. Um, so that's great. Um, and he's going, he's doing it on, on the podcast on red circle, which is what I moved to from anchor after anchor screwed me for the third time. Um, and that's really great because everyone who puts the, you know, if you're growing up to that 10 K a month number, which is for podcasts, the big break 10 K a month in podcasting is like when you're getting a hundred, care you know a million views a month on yeah. YouTube, it's that's the equivalent because you know you got people listening for hours on end it's a whole different level of engagement um so he's that, that allows us to all cross promote so the more occult podcasts that are like below that 10k mark should should do go to red circle and like you know then they can all cross promote and do stuff and that's an, a big thing for bands now too because you know i love talking music with you and bands Absolutely. can totally start releasing their music on podcasts like just string their songs together or, you know, do songs, add some talking commentary and then, then just have the ads inserted because they're not, you're not, we're not getting that shit on, on Spotify or iTunes, not for 10 years.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of band bands have like their, or, you know, their members have their, just their own podcast too, where they just, you know, we'll, we'll promote each other and like, other's music and stuff like that um but i'll remember that so it's not on um so it's not on it's it's different than spotify then right you said um oh uh, yeah i'm hosting
0: through red circle red circle yeah the other good one that people use uh like jason lube and and stuff is uh libsyn it's technically like a huge step above a red circle and like light years above uh you know anchor but it, you, know, you get much more control, of course, but they only like run ads yeah. for podcasts that are getting over 10K a month downloads. So like, that's, that's the, that's the, the barrier. Um, and the ones that do get over 10K a month download make a couple grand a month usually at least. So that's, that's a real thing. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening. That, uh, Ontario, the LVX Files, Lelo, and Sean, love you buddy. I know you're listening while you're rolling your candles and doing Druid re-things so you know I think that that podcasts like musicians could do a whole special things you know like imagine we're chilling in the studio just you know with our instruments you know how you go into the studio and just like play music all day or night um maybe lay stuff down you know just work stuff out or just jam like you could integrate recording a podcast episode into that sort of thing
2: you could absolutely very easily yeah (laughs) I'm saving this. Uh, I'm on their, you know, the red circle site, so I'm I'm definitely gonna peek into that.
0: And I'll definitely check out
2: the uh, the LVX files too. I do like that he's got the uh, what is that the um, Enochian... and uh, yeah, the sigillum
0: DMS. Oh man, that's that's pretty cool. The sigil of God's truth or the you know, yeah. various readings
1: of uh,
2: it it's a, yeah. it's, a I mean, it's a it's a it's a beautiful design you know it goes goes well with his a uh, little the little yeah x-files oh yeah. there.
0: <laughs> and you got the you got the triangle of manifestation there so so that's uh yeah. you know, three supernals um and the sigillum de Ahmed, of course goes on the Enochian table of the art so you put it in the middle, middle of the Enochian table cover that in a cloth well there's other things going on there too and then put a crystal ball on that and that's what you know that's what I used to use I would put my sigil and damn that on a nokian tablet table table all the the whole the whole setup and you know scry with the angels and you know it's more advanced uh, work than uh, what we want to talk about because let's that brings us to what we're talking about which is does, yeah. um, when we first talked I wanted mm-hmm. to interview someone who was thinking about practicing ritual magic and high magic, but hadn't yet, and that was you when we were talking and talking about music and stuff. And then you, we did a, a whole video interview which people can listen to or see on YouTube, um, or magicwithoutfears.com. Ha ha ha, that's, that's a better right. place, that's a better place. Um, and then we were going to follow up once you had started practicing. So I don't know when that first episode was. Do you remember?
2: So yeah, I think it was either last year. It was last year, right? Yeah, it was either like December or maybe the end of November. I, uh, it was like you know the end of the, the end of the year before before Christmas. So, um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But it's I, mean, I guess now it's, it's already April, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but it's been yeah a couple couple months. Um, and so, yeah, like- and. Yeah, what have you
0: done since? What have you done? What did you do? Oh my god.
2: Well, I mean, the other than devil kind of worship. You know, reading a lot, yeah, um, yeah, I think I I think I t- when I talked to you a little bit um in between um I started doing the uh um, you know the, the LBRP um, kind of with uh kind of haphazardly at, at first um I actually what does haphazard these-
1: look
0: like? <laughs> does it, is it like you, you do the Kabbalistic cross, but when you go down to Malkut, you fall over?
2: Yeah. And then you're actually, like, you know, I, I did just um, move on,
0: buddy. Just move on. Don't start again. Just keep yeah, push through it. Push through it. Yeah, you, know? you do the absolutely. pentagram and you off balance yourself and you fall over again. That would be funny, yeah, I mean, actually. That would be I, a fucking hilarious. That would be the best LBRP instructional video on YouTube ever.
2: That would, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I didn't think to look at any on, on YouTube, but, um, I, uh, I've actually, I, I, um, for the, uh, uh, you know, for the heart, I actually did like the, 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 the um, the Thelemic kind of variation of it, um, the name of, uh, of, of Iowas at the heart actually, um, cause that most of the stuff I, you know, book wise I had was, is, was you know Crowley stuff um well yeah Crowley but so, last time you recited a Yates poem or read a
0: Yates poem on the podcast so you're a you're a you're a lover of both
2: I am yeah I mean I I think I asked you too about if uh briefly um you know through text which I think we can definitely get into about like you know if there's um variations of it of you know the different the different points other than using the archangels because I know you said that You know, Yates used, um, you know, uh, the Celtic deities. So, I mean, the 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 archdruids. he he used the arch... That's uh, right. Uh, Yeah, he came up with the use of
0: the archdruids. I'm not sure if he inserted them into the LBRP in his own practice, um, because he, you know, he didn't... uh, There's not really any magical diary surviving of his. He probably actually might have burned his... Um, in true golden Uh, dawn fashion uh, i mean most of the golden dawn temples that existed burned all of their stuff when they closed that's That's a shame that's the that's sort of the tradition it's one of the things that keeps the tradition sort of interesting you know like we all everyone who's in 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 the magical order for many years develops new material writes about them teaches them and then when the temple's finished or when the order's finished they they burn that stuff that's what i've heard um, and I knew a lot of Golden Dawn magicians who would burn their ritual diaries at the end of every year or every five years and stuff like that. Have a whole ceremony. To me, that was always like so contrary to the notion of pursuing and developing the limits of knowledge and understanding, which to me is what magic is. It's like you know, exploring the stuff that science doesn't really hasn't have the balls to to get into yet.
2: Exactly. I mean, I guess that's like the idea of it. Uh, you know, it, the whole, the whole idea of it being, you know, hidden it kind of the very, you know, the, the, the very, the older notion of, of occult knowledge and, you know, that it's, it's, I guess, traditionally, it's not attainable to, you know, just your average person. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's something from, for, you know, a, a select group of, of initiates. I guess that's like the, the, the traditional kind of look on it. Um, I, I did actually start, um, you know, when when i started doing the um the the uh, the, the banishing ritual um you know starting a a, a journal cuz i know that, that was one of the things that you recommended to kind of chronicle the process um but so yeah, it seems like you know you you uh, you, you don't uh, encourage for at least for novices the idea of 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 destroying that after every every year right yeah i mean like think about it
0: uh, Crowley is one of one of the probably my favorite thing about Crowley is actually his experimentation with entheogens because he actually would keep track of the dosages in, in some sort of in a, in a somewhat coded form. It was Chris Bennett, of course, who walked me through all of these uh, these things and showed me the diary entries that Crowley made about you know him and working with other magicians, the, how much hashish they each took like how much hashish they ate and other other substances before embarking on magical operations like that's a that's a really good starting off point for others to then build on if if we didn't have that then again you know we just aren't carrying the knowledge forward and aren't carrying our insights forward and which is fine if i think especially if you see magic as um still hear me
2: yeah oh yeah i can hear
0: you i'm not cutting in and out or anything am i no no not at all now i can hear you cool. yeah so it's fine if you see magic as this sort of personal spiritual imagination like you're, you're fantasizing about your life and creating these sort of mental landscapes and egregores to change who you are psychologically and how you know you the opportunities you have like that makes more sense. But if you believe that there are actually spirits out there and if, you've are tr- if you believe that there is some level of common ground or dare we say objective reality that we can at least sort of glean or at least heuristically glean enough to share with each other to each other's benefits. Like, and I think there is because that's what we have in the Western mystery tradition. What if, what if all the grimoires had been burned by their owners? exactly yeah like we might not even have the masons and the rosicrucians and the golden Dawn and, and Martinus and all of these things if the grimoires had been burned we might just have the kabbalists you know exactly no, that's very so, that's, that's true but i think it's tempting if, if you don't see your magical work as valuable to others it's tempting to uh keep it private, never share it, or, or sort of selfishly destroy it. But if that's part of your spiritual process, more power to you, but yeah, some of us are trying to hopefully figure a few things out.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, just, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, talking from different, different perspectives in the, in the process, but I mean, you know, um, someone from my point of view, you know, there's, there's so, other than you know what's what you can you know occasionally get and you know books and all that you know there's there's the, you know, there's still a lot that's that's you know from my perspective that that I don't know and I'm I'm kind of I've always been kind of hesitant to just you know surf the internet um, I mean I've obviously you know used the internet to find you know stuff and you know the the library of uh, <laughs> of of Crowley or um, you know, like the works of 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 uh, you know Peter Carroll or something like that. But you know, I I've never really been one to like um, have like a strong digital presence and you know just kind of endlessly you know getting getting stuff from you know online. Um, so you know the the idea that um, you know e- even in today's age that there's still a lot that's that's not really available um i mean at least from my perspective that's that's kind of an intriguing aspect um but you know at the same time you know like finding like you know your podcast and you know other people it's it's you know when when people are kind of willing to willing to kind of divulge some information it's 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 definitely you know makes it you know possible like on you know my end to to kind of kind of pursue it. Cause I mean I don't I don't really know anybody personally um that you know practices any any kind of occult practice. Um I mean there's there you, there you know in in you know Philly being a larger city. I mean I I wasn't born here. I was born outside. You know there there are some people you connect to but you know growing up I mean there's no You're not you know, from Philly, yeah. You're from outside of Philly. Up,
0: you're like, you're like, you're like the equivalent of people from Surrey who say they're from Vancouver. And we're like, you're not from Vancouver. You're from fucking Well, Surrey. I mean, I live in, it's yeah, so
2: I'm not, yeah, that's true. I'm not from <laughs> Philly, technically. I mean, my, my parents were, but I, I mean, I live in Philly now, but it would yes. be inaccurate to say I, I was from, I'm from Philly. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't, it's um, so a kind of, yeah, just like on my end, you know, going in. You know, there was not really like an opportunity, an opportunity for me growing up to like find a group to be like initiated in. You know, if you if you know what I mean, just because I didn't really, you know, I didn't really stumble yeah. across it. Yeah, it's super super rare. I mean, I literally yeah. was at
0: at my friend's occult bookstore and opened up a book, and a flyer fell out of the book and that was that right man. Yeah. that was how that happened actually i talk a lot about that on the lvx files with lay Lokins um yeah i tell like the, oh he grilled me on my whole like life story growing up like every step of spiritual development sort of autobiographical it was painful it was painful it was painful plus i had to give away all like the interesting shit uh that you know should be put in a book or something but i flatter myself whatever
2: um yeah it, you've had a pretty, uh, you know, just just from you know what what you've told me and you know what what I've what I've read in, in in your books and and listened. You know, you've had a you've had a pretty, uh, uh, you know, an interesting kind of evolution because um, you you grew up in um, like the Waldorf School, right? And then that that was kind of your and before your, your that kind of,
0: yeah. Maharishi like transcendental meditation. Actually, my godfather was just here. I uh, unloaded some furniture that he, he took to the dump and I haven't seen him in years. Um, his name is Mark and he's like, he's like the guy who brings David Lynch to Vancouver all the time because he runs the Transcendental Yoga
2: God, Meditation God, that's, Society that's in awesome. Canada,
0: for Canada. He's like, you know, millionaire and, uh, and been doing this his whole life, like my dad and mom and his wife and all of them. We all grew up together and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so, you know, that was the biggest, he, he initiated when I was seven. So he was just here this morning, bright and early. So I mean, I had at least three hours sleep last night, tired, but happy to be talking to you. And yeah, so he initiated me at seven. I had to got, you know, went through this whole ceremony and then again at 10 um, and you get different mantras each time. It's a whole process. So by, you know, by 12, I, when, or when I went, so, but you know, a few years later when I went through like Wiccan, like reclaiming and then Amwork initiations and all of that. And then, then eventually Golden Dawn at 15 yeah by then i'd sort of been through a lot and i think yeah. that to me that's I, I there was a stage a few years ago in my life when i realized some i think it was a few people actually told me like it was edward bt from s and and a few other pers- close personal friends were like tell you know they thought you know one friend in particular one really good friend was like you got to just tell the story man it might help some people you know and Maybe be a little good for you, and I was like, okay, yeah. So that was that. But yeah, that's awesome. A lot of stuff, yeah. A lot of traditions. Um,
2: yeah, do, do you still like, in, you know, in, in incorporate any of the, uh, uh, you know, your 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 Wiccan background at all into your, oh your
0: yeah, work, you
2: know? yeah. Especially
0: since a lot of what I was focused on in Wicca was being able to summon up the elements within my, my being and to feel the elements. Like by the time I read Franz Barden talking about, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, energy. Oh, I, I literally was just talking about this for last week. Um, core breathing and breathing in the elements and connecting with the elements. Like not only is that a thing in Waldorf school, like nonstop. Um, and you know, there's the meditative practices of TM fortify your sort of will and focus, in a remarkable Mm -hmm. way if you're doing it once or twice a day from age seven on and the wicca and paganism and druidry was what connected with the elements and the god and goddess and i would do i would hit all the full moons and s you know the espats and the sabbats and i would write full ceremonies for my my two other buddies in the wiccan coven one was a metal musician uh who did all did all his math, was like really into Anton's and Anton LaVey like Satan, he was a Satanist. I didn't want him to be in the coven, but but my, my buddy Daniel was like he's the only other dude, like the only other person in North Vancouver at all interested in Wicca in 1993 or four. And so I was like, okay, we can talk to him. And he was a normal guy. He was just a nice dude. Yeah. He was like 14 year old kid. And I was judging him on like adult measures and things, you know, I didn't know what, what I was talking about. And he didn't, none of us knew what we were talking about. We were literally just floundering, but they were both, uh, I, I showed them the trick, uh, the techniques that I, I'd used to develop to incre- increase my sort of psychic sensitivity, you know, and they were both mm-hmm. really good at seeing energy. And it was, it was crazy. Like, you know, it didn't matter what color I visualized in my hand across a room. They would both get it right every single time. Um, and that was after, you know, after months and months of practice, but like, that's fucked up, right? Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's incredible. Though. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, if you ask any of my friends today about this, he's like, yeah, we were all doing it. Cause you know, you got tired of playing magic the Gathering your DD. So you'd do some of uh, our, you know, Elegant, strange, like Wiccan and Druid shit, or we'd go to the forest in robes and do a little ritual. Like that's what we did. Even at my high school birthday parties, I would burn some, my new experimental incense, and we'd sit in a circle holding hands. And the kids would be like, "That's that was just as trippy as getting stoned," which I had no knowledge of. But they were like, they would, they still came to my birthdays every year, even though I did these weird fucking things. Um, and that was nice of them, you know. Good community. Yeah, Waldorf is great. It's
2: very. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have gone to you know, had I known anybody doing that, you know, when I was in high school, I, I You would have joined my weekend coven. I would have. Yeah, definitely. Oh bro. That would have been so
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah. Once I got into the golden dawn and started doing that magic more intensely and studying that more intensely, they, things sort of slowed down and eventually petered out with that until I was, cause I was so busy eventually after a few grades in the golden dawn, I was yeah. busy all the time that with high school, like, yeah, so so, and the 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 fumbling through the LBRP. What what's what's your fumbling like? Where are you where are the sticking points?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, not. I, I probably shouldn't really say fumbling. Uh, or or what did I say? Haphazard. Um, Do you need cheat sheets uh, anymore? You know, what's that? Do you need cheat sheets? Um, no, well, I just I just I actually just have like the 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 book in front of me. I, I've actually just been using. Like when I do it was um you know book uh, book four Leaper, ABA you know Crowley's uh um you know his notes on the Lesser Ritual of the Pentagram that's 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 pretty much what, you know what I what I use when I started doing it um and um I've just been using you know my like my finger I don't have a like a dagger or a or a wand at this yeah. point yeah.
0: Dude, no, it's way better. I, I highly recommend people start use their hands, uh just only their hands for the first very long time, like five yeah, years. Uh... Just use your hands. Um, I did a whole like uh lecture on my hermetic mystery school.com on uh, hand magic, uh, looking at the traditional some some traditional GD assignments and then some of my own innovations on how to use uh different finger and hand magic stuff. Um so i think yeah you should skip the tools at first and one yeah, other thing uh, another p- thing that people often don't realize about golden dawn is the the elemental weapons aren't tr- used to draw symbols they're held in your left hand you're drawing energy from the tool through the elemental plane through the tool into uh, your body uh, uh, and projecting it with your hand or the dagger or your mars sword like the dagger athame whether you're seeing yourself as a witch or you know, however you want to do it, it's all good. Um, yeah, but that's that's some basic logistics sort of um, ideas for you to play with. So the I you mentioned Iwas Crowley's whole name for his holy guardian angel Iwas the
2: the uh, yes the um, the 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 intelligence for the uh, for for the for the aeon I guess uh, essentially. Um, Don't me, you find uh, it I, I weird that Crowley conflates? The name of his holy guardian angel with the the Aeon? Oh yeah. I mean absolutely. Um who, who was it that uh well Regardi um just thought it was it you know it, it it he called it like his his uh you know his his higher self or he kind of you know it attempted to kind of explain it away like that I guess. Um but yeah no I mean I, I, I have no uh um doubt that uh you know, it, that, that, you know, there, there was some, some, some egoism, I guess, going on there. Um, but I mean, at the same time, you know, the, the reason why I, you know, that, that I, um, you know, use, use Crowley stuff as, as, as the basis was, um, even despite that, I mean, I, 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 I do kind of agree with the, you know, in, in essence, the, the fundamentals behind the um, you know, the, the idea of, of, of everyone having a true will. Um, and you know, when I, um, I got into, in, into Crowley when I, you know, when I read the book of the law, um, you know, which is very, you know, kind of an unusual read, but, um, I mean, when I read it, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty powerful. And, um, and, uh, I think that's, that was kind of what, what drew me to, um, you know, kind of using his, his stuff as the, uh, you know, his notes on the, the, the um, the lizard banishing ritual um you know i I, i've not um i I have you know i've communicated with some of the, the the people in the the local philly lodge of uh of um the you know the oto um i mean as of yet i haven't actually you know formally joined anything yet um oh buddy you gotta go
0: go get naked and have your minerval initiation into the oto
2: yeah, no, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think a student of mine just pretty,
0: had that, but I hear, it's, yeah. I hear it's fun. I've never done it. Um, yeah. You know, if you're sympathetic yeah. to the OTO uh, or to Thalema, Thalema, then um, I, I actually, I, I finally read all, I read all of Scott Michael Stenwick. Um, what's it yeah, right here? Uh, uh, mastering the Enochian. Okay. What is it? mastering the great table volume two so i accidentally started at volume two but he's got this whole breakdown of lbrp of, of the lbrp brh all these basic rituals and and some ver- greater versions of them and in the variants as well as in nokian variant and he has a whole ser- series of notes on combinations of like lbrp with lirh uh LBRP with with, uh, you know other things and it's I think that that would be something very interesting for you what's great about his books is they're excellent Um, he's just getting the third volume out now and in the states on Amazon they're like 15 for they're so cheap like they're twice as much in canada of course because you know we always get shafted um i just saw a book on amazon today that was like 12 bucks and in canada it was 40 34 and i was like that is not wow. the currency exchange or or no, customs no. Oh. that is just them giving it to us up the ass <laughs> <laughs> oh so bad and trudeau only did dark face like three times i mean maybe if he had done it four times i could understand Amazon screwing us but only three times like three times the charm you know
1: yeah that that's
2: that's i well, I, the, I
0: don't understand the logic behind that but okay. uh, my point is the, yeah. the, those those rituals are very well stenwick's done some amazing stuff with that book and his his writing is excellent i'm i i much prefer his writing to like say Aaron Leach, as much as we all love Aaron Leach, uh, Stanwyck is on point. And if you saw my interview with him, like the whole video is there for exclusive members on the website. And it's, he's just, I love his, he's got a scientific coder, mathematical breakdown approach things. So he, and sometimes, sometimes he goes a little overboard, maybe with when he gives like a mathematical formula for magical power, but you know what? I get where he's coming from. And it's like, while it may not be literally true, thinking about it in those terms could be practically functional you know the methodology may be sound even if the metaphysics are unknowable
2: yeah absolutely so um, that
0: might be an interesting book for you since you sound somewhat sympathetic to Thelema
2: yeah I mean um I know I think we talked about it before you know um you know I've obviously been drawn to you know to Yeats too and you know who was you know I don't I don't Think there's a lot of overlap there other than them both being you know in in the golden dawn um but um yeah i mean you know it's it's uh probably you know might uh it might kind of make some of your more your more seasoned listeners cringe but uh you know i i you know when i when i kind of started doing doing this you know the, the, the lb the lbrp and and you know kind of committing to to learning you know, ceremonial magic um you know i i didn't i didn't really have like a, a you know a commitment to totally to really eat one side you know one one particular aspect or the other um i uh you know the reason why um you know Crowley stuff was interesting you know is 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 just it, it, it mainly all in you know the when you read, um, like even the, in, even the instructions, for example, or even, you know, any, any other L- a- aspects from, uh, you know, Weaver ABA, you know, it's very, it kind of, at least for me, it kind of hits, be, hits me a little more emotionally, you know, than, you know, some other stuff I've, I've read. Um, you know, I have, I have some of, um, uh, some of regardi's uh, stuff too, which is, you know, very interesting, but, um, you know, at at that point, it was just kind of going, going for, you know, what, what had kind of the most, uh, you know, emotional power, you know, kind of what, what felt, you know, what felt the most, um, you know, kind of substance behind it, like on my end, you know, not, not saying, you know, one, one or the, one or the other, but, you know, I, I guess it's just in the way that he, you know, he writes stuff, um, you know, Crowley, I guess that's why he was so, you know, he, he published so much and, but yeah, you know, so, um, you know, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a sympathy for, 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 for Thelema, um, yeah, I mean, I
0: meant sympathy in a philosophical sense of, like, it doesn't irk you, like, some people, uh, some people it irks, and then some people are just nothing, just don't, like, I'm, like, a nothing reaction, like, neither positive nor negative it's just like it's like if someone told me they're a Sufi I'm like oh that's cool yeah you know like it's like I like some of Rumi I really I love a lot of what Rumi says I love a lot of what Crowley Crowley says um yeah you know Crowley has another side to him but so does Stalema so there you go um though I'm sure Sufism has its dark sides as well
2: oh (laughs) yeah all those swirling
0: dervishes and no one got plowed down come on
2: Uh, Yeah, you never know. No, I mean, you know, uh, like, uh, as far as Crowley goes, like, I I don't have any, you know, I don't have any desire to like deify him in a way that, you know, some, some people that fanatically follow him do or
0: That's sort of a problem, like, because in Thelema, he's your saint, right? And you're vibrating his divine name, or his, his holy guardian angels name the name of his true true. will, above your head. uh, Like, you know, it's sort of the most brilliant magical act of all time, if you think about it. Like That's
2: true.
0: Crowley might have done this great opus magnum before our eyes by convincing a huge chunk of magicians for decades to come to invoke his holy guardian angel instead of their own. I'm just... Making fun of yeah, I mean that, that's course. a good
2: point. Yeah, no, I, and I, I shouldn't say deify, Crowley. I, I I should say um, you know I, I don't really aspire to like, like yeah like, like, like uh, you know Crowleyism. You know I I don't think he was like a uh, a flawless you know human being. Um, well, part of the religion of Thelema uh, is very much that he wasn't
0: right y- exactly. Yeah, that yeah. he was there to overturn the uh, mm-hmm. the false the false uh holiness you know, and, and sort of claim that impurity and sin, uh, and wear it like a badge rather than pretend it's not there hypocritically. I mean, and that's something we can all relate to, right? Like, I think every oh, human yeah. being can relate to it. And, uh, you know, let's face it, every human being is a star.
2: Yeah. I mean, your, you know, even stardust. like, exactly. yeah, uh, you know, met, like, you know, metaphysically speaking, you know, uh, um, I obviously, you know, I, I, you know, can't say if, if the is the, the ultimate objective truth, but you know, there are, there are some aspects of it that are, that are very, very appealing. I mean, and they, they may not have even been, you know, original on, on his end, but you know, the idea of like the, you know, the true will, I mean, you know, and kind of philosophical idealism um, and you know, psychiatry, that's kind of sympathetic to it Um there, there's definitely some kind of overlap between that and, and, and Thalene, but there was one like, say uh, a psychiatrist, I, f- I forget his name, but um, he had this one theory that like, uh, you know, everyone has, it was called like the acorn theory or something, but it's basically amounted to like the, the, you know, the idea that everyone has like it, like a true will, but obviously not, you know, not saying that. Cause I don't, I don't think he had any knowledge of who, who Crowley was, you so, I mean, it's, it's not really, it might not be unique to Thelema, but but, but I, I think that there are, there are definitely aspects of it that are, uh, I, at least to me personally, um, that are appealing, um, you know, not, not just from, you know, like the, the, the virtual end, but, you know, kind of on a, on a, on a metaphysical end, um, you know, if, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, how how many times did you do the LBRP before you noticed a difference?
2: Um, probably about um, I want to say maybe uh, maybe two in two months or so. Maybe um uh, of really kind of you know feeling any kind of different sensation, um, and and that really. amounted to like the, 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 the feeling of, um, when the, you know, the angelic names are, are vibrated, which I, uh, um, I don't know if I'm actually doing right, but, uh, that, that's probably one of the, uh, uh, one of the, you know, the, the, the things I meant when I said, uh, you know, haphazardly, but, um, you know, doing that and then, and then, you know, visualizing each of the, uh, of the archangels, um, the, you know, when you, when you like vibrate their, their names, you know, the probably after, after that, you know, that, that period, I, I started to no, notice that that aspect was, was, um, cause a, uh, you know, a unique and powerful sensation, I guess. Um, so
1: that, uh, that that
2: that's probably you know even even more so than um you know dr- drawing the the program itself um you know the, vibrating the names was probably probably the you know the the, the biggest thing yeah yeah i mean cuz you know it's it's a it's it's a very like active um uh, you know physical thing you know you, you, that you do um and you know, you, you it, it it's not really it's it's kind of more than just you know thinking about something or, or visualizing it. Um, you know, in the in and- the original Golden Dawn, they used to like
0: draw a pentagram and like fill it with things they wanted to banish from themselves, and vibrate divine names into it to
2: empower it to like make that happen. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. um, was an
0: older version before they developed it more. So, yeah, are you doing a, like the sign of silence and sign of the enterer?
2: I, I am. Yeah, signs um, of
0: Horus are fun. The signs of Horus is what they're called. The signs of yeah, you know, yeah,
2: and like when you know when I first started doing it, you know, because uh, I I think I was kind of reluctant to do it um loudly you know like the the you know the, the angelic names um i guess because you know i'm in an apartment and, and and you know naturally sometimes i don't i don't really speak super loud so oh, tell me about it <laughs> yeah yeah so you know once once i kind of got you know you know less less cared about that or you know didn't think about it that uh you know, I think that's when it, when it started to kind of, uh, kind of become, you know, a little more, you know, like a feeling like, you know, that, that, you know, I might, I might be kind of starting to do it right, I guess. So you found uh, development in the
0: vibration to be the most significant part?
2: Yeah. I mean, and again, you know, I I don't know necessarily if I'm, I'm doing it correctly um but uh yeah i mean that 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 probably that that that's the, the you know the, the base aspect of it that
0: i noticed i mean kabbalists wouldn't vibrate the way golden dawn initiates do so it's like you know you're, you're you'll probably be okay either way um but it is an interesting uh a technique the sequences and varieties of vibratory technique and yeah i still think they're not rightly appreciated but yeah no it's it's definitely sounds like you're exploring the varieties any noticeable differences in your life from from doing it for how long have you been doing it
2: um i guess probably maybe like uh maybe going on you know maybe maybe like two and a half maybe going on three months maybe um that's pretty incredible
0: that you went from someone not doing it to doing it since we have known you because a lot of people talk but like then you're actually you're actually doing this thing
2: yeah i mean i i guess the the uh the the biggest you know difference i do i do think it helps in in, in terms of of um you know kind of it, it I, you know i guess like you could say you know clearing your mind or 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 you know kind of uh, kind of silencing bad thoughts in a way um because uh you know i i have um i don't want to say you know like it looks say it's like a form of like therapy or anything like that i think that might that might degrade it but you know i've, I've always i've had like uh you know ocd and and anxiety and stuff uh pretty much my whole life and um you know i've i've uh you know had had treatment for it and all that you know on, on a, obviously on a regular level but I, but i think you know that d- d- doing that um I, have noticed, uh, it, it, it definitely does, um, it definitely does, you know, clear away a lot of the, the kind of, you know, racing anxious thoughts I, I have. So I, have I've definitely noticed it in, in,
1: in that aspect. Um,
2: and, you know, I, I, you know, after doing it, you know, I I feel more, um, I guess, I don't don't know how to describe it, you know, more um, level, I guess you can say. Balanced.
0: Do you pay pay much attention to relaxing or breathing beforehand or doing any preparatory meditation work or like the, the rising through space visualization?
2: Uh, I haven't done that ex- actually. Um, I do do um, like a, a a breathing ritual, which I, I I've kind of always done since since I was little. Um, like, ah, uh, it's not um it's not actually it's it's not really the way to ceremonial or magic or anything, but it's a uh, um kind of kind of a, a controlled breathing through um like through your nose, like inhaling four seconds and exhaling four seconds, and that's kind of a way to like you know clear your your thoughts um you know it's interesting
0: actually here's a thing to to take note of it's it's not for four seconds it's for it's for a four count and the reason that's important is because of a couple things um so there's some differences of opinions i mean both steiner and franz barden talk about the importance of focusing on breath um but Barden says it's important not to regulate the breath rigidly. Um, yeah, Steiner it. points that breath techniques are actually crucial, despite what some people anthroposophists anthropos- say, Say he said. Um, so that's why we do it for a count of four. Um, and actually, often as I'm counting, I, I count yod, hey, vav, hey, but, you know, slower um and sync it up with the tetragrammaton so i'm visualizing the letters okay. going in gold of the tetragrammaton as i'm counting yod vav, he. Va, breathe in hold it yod hey, and i'm just visualizing that letter filling my entire sphere as as i pulsate through the breathing uh at each stage but it's a count of four and that allows you to make the breath comfortable it's not a regulated second it's just like do it comfortably. Yeah. Okay. So some breathe, some breathing is more shallow, some is more deep. It's not about you. Don't want to time it. You don't want to sync your breathing up with um, the mechanisms of this world so to speak you want to sync your breathing up gotcha. with the inspiration of spirit a much more mystical notion like you want your breathing to represent your to connect with your intuition that makes no sense i know to our logical minds but it's it's what we do
2: <laughs> no i'll remember that because i mean actually the, the i mean the fourth second thing was was what i was i was taught when i was like little um, to to reduce anxiety so it hasn't i mean it's not it wasn't it didn't come from oh that would make sense for anxiety for sure yeah Yeah. like yeah if you're uh, if you're trying to to circumvent the
0: what the body's natural reaction is to the crisis so you're you're regulating it by external measure that makes a lot of sense
2: that's interesting yeah it's interesting you know that there's that there's still like a you know almost a parallel there with it um with 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 a four count breathing though, um, but you mentioned you know that, that it would it it's interesting that it would just kind of it would it would kind of be similar in that aspect you know.
0: So you know before we do the Kabbalistic cross, we visualize ourselves in our wherever we're standing, rising and growing taller like a giant, larger and larger and larger, past the roof above the trees through the clouds, looking down on the earth. We see our feet planted past the moon, the planets whirl down below us go up through the solar as the Milky Way, all of existence into the nothingness of darkness and beyond that, and then grab the infinite light beyond that, and that's when we pull it down to our heads and vibrate atah. We do okay. that visualization slowly, and it makes a huge difference in most people's experience so far. If you're not doing that ardently, I would recommend you add that to the practice and we'll we'll see how it goes when we talk next time well
2: yeah yeah that, that I did not know that. Yeah. so
0: that's something people have been saying to me a lot the last several months on as feedback on the podcast hearing about people doing that because because we mentioned it quite a bit um and yeah that's that makes the difference it may, for some reason um but you know there's the theory that when you don't do that you're just drawing energy down from your own sphere environment or whatever and cycling it through I mean these are all very imaginal ways of these things working but there seems to be some sort of result from them so therefore we do what we do.
2: That's interesting Um, I'll remember that I I did not know that 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 makes sense though. Well it's a
0: very it's a very sort of quick preliminary and I added to that preliminary with my famous meditation of Harpocrates um which is is worth checking out and uh to to take it back even further from the prior to the growing from a standing point I take it back further before that into the center of the earth with Harpocrates and the uh so the amount of the 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 preface of of that sort of that's a, a microcosm of of a later advanced technique that Crowley and everyone else talks about, because we do it a lot, called rising in the planes, which involves rising up through the middle pillar of the Sephira, using the divine names and then the passwords of each plane and each sphere that you get through the initiations. That's what we call rising on the planes. And you, know, you meet with your guide in each Sephira. You, you've trained to go up through the paths and you go all the way up to, you know, stand in Tiferet, blah, blah, blah. And that's a, an advanced inner order technique that you see in a microcosmic proportion done very frequently, you know, in a, in a little miniature form in that pre-visualization to the Cobblestic Cross. Gotcha.
3: Yeah.
0: That's interesting, yeah. Um... And there's more to rising in the plains than that. I just sort of synopsized it. The basic idea. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm trying to highlight the underscore the importance of sometimes little things that might seem small, but it's like you're sort of building uh, a smalling smaller connecting muscle, so that you can then eventually use the larger muscles.
2: Yeah, and you know, and you, you don't always really get um, you know, all of that kind of kind of kind of feeling from you know from the you know re- reading in the book, for example um you know you do like when you you know with someone such as yourself it gives a uh, gives you know personal anecdotes too um yeah i am actually i am actually taking some notes too i'm uh I yeah, got good. My, i got my 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 uh google or my my notepad my my uh laptop little you know notepad open but yeah, you know, it's, um, it's it,
0: it, it, like,
1: you know, the, the way Okay, right. here's um, an
0: important note for you to write down. Okay. Knock, 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 knock. Who's there? Or, did you write it down? David Griffin. Uh, no, okay. Knock,
2: not. I'm writing it down. David Griffin. Okay. Uh, David Griffin, who? Hey,
0: it's David Griffin. Can I, <laughs> I don't know oh man we were making up some jokes the other day um we, we actually me and me and rye villa from pod, uh, Praxis behind the obscure we did a stream this was like last month uh we wrote basically a whole song a mock song like all the lyrics for david griffin song we got to get you to do it do it
2: musically with us
0: yeah oh my god what can i say that that mushroom must be kicking in fast
2: no yeah. i mean i i feel like i missed out i gotta i gotta gotta i gotta listen to that then. so i
0: oh yeah we wrote a, a bunch of funny rhyming lyrics though i don't think yeah. i need to attract any more ire to myself right now i should probably just
2: stay on target stay on target no i mean it's always good to attract some some ire to yourself you know oh, well that's i mean after last month i don't know if that's true but uh, no what happened
0: oh gosh you know uh someone uh, someone went on to a facebook group and said that i was claiming to be david griffin's godson and then a bunch of other nasty shit um and i'm uh, like
2: <laughs> it, you know what's is funny that the, is that the, uh, that's the crazy dude that has like the one incarnation of uh golden dawn right
0: yeah 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 which what, yeah. what's
2: funny about that claiming that i claim to be
0: de- he knows that's not true because the person claiming that is a member of griffin's order
2: yeah what's what's <laughs> uh yeah uh, how is no like it's it's basically like a scam, right? Like I, I've I've oh I mean, yeah. I mean I've only known you know how you know it's better.
0: a scam it's because if you subscribe to the email uh, newsletter, they've they've broken the link for unsubscribe. uh Last I heard, so you can't As unsubscribe, you which is wow. actually a, a against federal laws. So there's laws in in Europe and I believe now in North America. Like if you break that link, you can actually be sued. Wow. Because you're not allowed to do that to someone. It's it's a illegal now.
2: Yeah. How has he not a uh, um, been ever 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 jailed for <laughs> any, uh, any of that?
0: I don't know. Um, but it's you know. You know it's, I mean, yeah. I, I, I get caught up sometimes in these little magical battles, but I try to keep my head down. I did throughout my entire time in the golden dawn, pretty much, I kept my head down from little magical battles that are always going on.
3: Too much to learn, man, um... too much to
0: learn. Like I would just stay focused on learning, learning my material, passing my tests, like developing new lessons and teaching students. Like that's what I was doing from, yeah, since like 1999 when I finished the golden dawn and just developing new stuff and trying to keep initiations and things like services, like, you know, that's the thing. I think people don't think about that enough. When you're, when you're in those groups, you're there to serve and keep them running. Like you're not there to create additional drama. Like you're just there to keep the services that the members, the paid members are paying for and coming to like yeah. more more than like they cost nothing like we were we were the art order charged like two hundred dollars every less than two hundred dollars every six months or something like that it was like 90 bucks or hundreds it was crazy in the in the old days and you know it was nothing so like you know people are taking their time to come you got to keep things going keep the drama to it you know there's no need it's like running the school that's where the professionalization of other institutions has a leg up on uh, mystery yeah. schools and magical orders um Too often, our little orders are founded by single egomaniacal wankers who just want to, you know, get laid. Yeah, no, that's that's never good. Now, what it was happens. your? Yeah, I was I mean, lucky. You're... I was surrounded by people who were studying their butts off a lot of the time and doing ritual work all the time, and there's not much time for anything else. Like there, there was other things going on. Like there was a little dramas, but. That wasn't, that was like, that was less than 90, like 90, that that was less than 5% of your attention. And, you know, most of your attention, if it was like, if you're causing, if you're not there to study the lessons, do the rituals, and if you're just there to socialize or meet people, this is not really the place for you. That's more like join the OTO where that's cool. But here it's like, learn the material, take the tests, you get to go through the ceremony and you should go through all seven. Everyone should have become adepts. All of them should Yeah. like, why not? The only reason they shouldn't have become gone through all seven initiations over say seven years or whatever time they, they completed the work. Uh, the only reason they did, shouldn't have is if they like didn't want to or were like super extreme wankers. But like, yeah. I think what, you know, to let someone join the first initiate, go through it, join the order and not complete it seems really unfair to me. And, and not it's, it's not necessarily unfair but if, if they do the work but the, usually the people who don't complete it are people who gave up doing the work and tried to make things about something else they tried to make it a power or or, or just social socializing or or sex or something like that you know you know a lot one of those things one of those things either a social yeah. club which is not because like if you just want to hang out at the, the temple and drink tea fine that's cool but if you don't want to study anything, if you don't want to do ritual work, if you don't want to participate, you know, there might be a better place for you, you know, with the Lima, you get nudity yeah, as right. well. We had GD's boring. You, we, we, didn't allow, we didn't, we just dis, highly discouraged any drug use at all in, even in your private life. Like, we, yeah. like, you know, I, I never, I would have freaked if I had ever found a student stone and I never saw someone stone to my knowledge because they, and if they are, keep it to themselves. If you go through the class, fine. And that's, but we were very anti that there was no, you know, any of that stuff. Um, Cause you should just be doing the work to go through the initiations and go through all the initiations. I really wished more people that I, I went through the order with had gotten to go through all the initiations, but unlike masonry, there's more ring pass knots and more, more knowledge exams and more, more construction and written work like you have to do certain amounts of rituals we never checked anyone's diary ever um but you have to build these tools like if you're not if you're not doing that stuff the amount of people that wanted to go through initiations and some of whom were allowed through initiations even though they hadn't completed their elemental weapon or tools that were prescribed is crazy and like why would you want to go through it when you haven't finished the work i don't know yeah. Yeah. To be fair, during Theoricus, I was finishing my air dagger the day before my initiation, but that's okay. That's okay. I was finishing it. That's the point.
2: Exactly. Do Do, do you think that like the. Uh some of like the more social nature, like, you know, of like the OTO lodges is, is, is kind of a, a detriment or do you think it's just, it's just a different? No, a different it's,
0: it's, it's a lifelong community that I apparently is pretty welcoming unless you uh, are a, a man who wants to be a priestess or a priestess who wants to be a man or something like that. I don't know, check out Richard Davies uh, lecture on my YouTube, Frater RC YouTube. On Richard Davies, on the uh, Crowley's androgene Androgyne, that whole debate. I'm not aware of it, but I am aware a lot yeah. of people got kicked, like 200 plus people got kicked, expelled from the, from OTO the last year because of this debate or something like that. I don't know. It's a it's a it's got its own shit show, just like the GD and multiple branches.
1: Yeah, but it's it's that's... a good
0: community to be in uh, for your whole life. Like if you, especially if you love the religions, if you love Crowley, if you love the, the, the idea of Babylon, if you like, especially this idea of overturning Christian Puritanism and, and creating this alternate future as I see it, then that sounds great. I love that Thelemites are usually really nice. You know, most, a lot of people, I get along with more Thelemites than I would Mormons, uh, or, or Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, because uh, I don't know why, but I try and get um, it. Everybody. I mean, I, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I like that they study Hermeticism, that they, they, they have a Rosicrucian thing going on in their inner order and stuff like that. But yeah, the golden on is it's like you wanna, you wanna graduate, son. You wanna like go through the grades and complete your work and then graduate it and move on it's 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 the hogwarts like you know
1: yeah it doesn't have
0: to be yours you can go to you can study in the black school or blackthorn school or all these other schools that's cool i think the more schools we have the cooler schools are cool um because like you know as 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 you know as time goes on like there's some i'm gonna check out um i think we should have that ecumenical approach to magical education And we can all spend you know years especially this is i'm talking mainly for people who spend their lives doing this um if you're just going to dip your toes in,
2: that's another matter yeah and i mean i uh you you know when when i when i kind of decided to really really get into it um you know i i I didn't have a, a a desire to just you know kind of kind of flirt with it and 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 then, and then, kind of leave. You know, I mean that—that's kind of the even the qualms. You know, like when you, you know, if you get interested in it, and then you, you, you know, buy some books or whatever. You know, like, you know, I like, I, you know, I think, you know, like, like, whole books are great. But you know, I, I, like, at least in my personal level, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in just having like a, you know, a library of stuff, and then just. That, you know, you kind of glance at now and then without actually really doing doing any kind of, you know, actual work in in it. Um, so you know, I, I definitely, I, I, I definitely uh, don't, um, you know, re- really really want to, uh, you know, just kind of look at it as like a a, a temporary thing, you know, or like a a, you know like a like a side hobby you know if that if that makes sense you know um which was which was why i was glad you know that, that uh you know when i when i met you and you know communicated with you um you know it was good to kind of finally know someone that's you know has has the, the experience and and He's a junkie he, imagine exactly. junkie yeah you know because you know so, sometimes it's true you know when, when you know, when when you don't really know someone either, it's it's it can it can be a little daunting. Um, and then you know, you one might be kind of tempted to just kind of, you know, have like some fleeting passes at it without really going into a deeper. Yeah, but, uh,
0: yeah, community is important. It, it adds a lot. Definitely. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, and. Uh, you know that I mean, like you're right. You know, like with with OTO, I mean that is that is like a an appealing factor, you know, with them. But even just like you know, having, you know, like someone such as yourself, you know, that uh, um, you know, a a a magic junkie that uh, you know, has has that background that that you know you can you can speak to you you know, even not in person, at least you know through uh, the the wondrous invention of uh of digital communication you know it's it's definitely uh it it definitely it it, you know it it definitely makes it more uh you know more more real and and and, you know it definitely provides the you know the the impetus to actually at least on my end to 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 actually do this stuff you know and 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 you know not just look at it as just uh you know a collection of, of of quirky uh you know stuff on your bookshelf
0: did you start buying occult books as sort of just a thing was it like oh that sounds that's crazy like what what was your first occult book
2: well, yeah actually I mean I I uh I think my first the first occult book I got was actually uh Dion Fortune's uh Kabbalah book even mystical mystical Kabbalah um, oh shit Oh, yeah they found like a, a used bookstore it was like the the weiser Beautiful edition comic. yeah um i had that we, on
0: my wall for years
2: yeah no it, it is really cool yeah um and uh i i had known you know uh, I, I i had like a, a an idea of what um you know what what, what cabal was but not not a really um in depth, one you know, before I got the book, uh, and that was kind of like the the kind of the kind of gateway book, I guess. I guess you could say. Um, and what 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 uh, was
0: it about that Dion Fortune's mystical Kabbalah that drew you in? Because I could see that book drawing someone in, but I could also see it repelling them with just as much probability. So yeah, what drew you, you know, in? But,
2: um, well, I had always kind of like uh, like when I was in like high school or in you know early college age, uh, I always kind of had an, an interest in um, like uh, um, kind of uh, uh, like I guess you could say like kind of proto you know a, a stuff. I didn't really know like what it, what it was, but like you know I was a big like Alan Moore. I mean, I still am you know like Alan Moore fan. Um, and I don't really know too much about it, um, about, you know, the the various, like, you know, uh, occult sciences, um, kind of really until I, 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 um, started getting into, into music actually, you know, like, uh, and, and, you know, like I, well, we talked about like Tool and all that, and, you know, there, there are a lot of esoteric references that, I didn't really know what they were talking about. Um, and, you know, I read a little bit about it. And then, um, I think by the point that when I, when I got the, on the Unfortunates book, um, I had an idea of like, what, 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 the, what, what, um, the, you know, what, 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 what was and what, um, you know, I, like I'd seen the, you know, the, the image of it before. Um, and we like, when I went to, uh, you know, bookstores in general. I would always go to like the uh, the kind of um section of it where they would have like you know UFOs or or stuff like that and you know um, kind of kind of fringe stuff, I guess and uh, it was it was kind of like in that in that area i mean i don't I don't consider it a fringe thing, but you know that's that's kind of like where where, where it was that and I was like, oh, you know i i you know I, I heard this word before and um you know, I'd, I'd read a little bit about it, but I don't really, I don't really know too much about it. And you know, I, I, it, 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 like, uh, like I said, it was it was the the Weiser edition, you know, with the the, the cool image of the of the, you know, the 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 tree on the front. And uh, I just kind of like flipped through it, and then I ended up buying it. Um, and then I read, you know, the and I thought, you know, when I, when I started reading it, you know, I thought it was really interesting. You know, some of some of her stuff. Um, I was a little skeptical of, I think when I first read it, like the, uh, some of her, um, her stuff about Jesus, I guess I was, I was like, I don't know if this is, if this is totally historically accurate, but, <laughs> you know, I, but
0: uh, It's but, probably you know, not the historical Jesus she's talking about.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, when she, when she, you know, went through the different, um, you know, the, the like, you know, the Sephora and the, uh, um, you know what what uh, um, you know Ketter was and all that and the different the the the, uh, the 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 whole structure of it. I was like you know this is this is really interesting. Um, so that was kind of like the the
0: the Ground Zero book, I guess you could say. Just took a quick bathroom break. Thanks for listening, people. Please go throw me a few bucks and subscribe. Yeah, go to com while I eat the rest of these mushrooms. Mm, yummy. Yummy. I'm finishing off my mushrooms. All
1: right, I'm back, man.
0: <laughs> mm. I just finished off the mushrooms I started eating.
1: Hey, I heard. How are Portobello. You?
0: Portobello. Oh, nice. Um, you know, obviously. I wouldn't do any other kind of mushrooms. Oh, of course not. Your mama don't like my mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. Yeah, you sh- you should go and fuck yourself. You know that song?
2: Um, I, I'm not sure actually.
0: Justin Bieber released it as "You Should Go and Love Yourself," um, ah, but it was okay. written by what's his name? I think I think it was yeah, it was written by. Check this out. So here's an interesting thing. You're, you know, let's do music talk before we get back to deal on fortune, and the LBRP oh, yeah. and the LBRP, which we have lots of magic to talk about. We're gonna, we're gonna go there, folks. Don't worry. Um, but that song was written by, um, what's his name? Who's that? Who's that ginger hair? Who's the ginger Is bastard? Uh, it,
2: Sharon? Sheeran.
0: Yes, Sheeran wrote "Fuck Yourself" for Rihanna. She passed on it. He gave it to Justin Beaver, who Justice Beaver, Justice Beaver, That's Justice Beaver, yeah. who renamed it "Love Yourself."
2: Ah, but okay. then the world
0: never heard the original until then. Fucking Halsey, my homegirl, went and re- played it live on YouTube as "Fuck Yourself," the returning it to the original form. But even Bob left sets about. You know, the rock critic about who writes Left Set's letter and about whom um, uh, Taylor Swift wrote the song Mean. (laughs) she wrote that about Bob left because he's he yeah because he said she that's who she wrote it about and he he freaked out he's like I'm Mm -hmm. he's the biggest music blogger in the world right so he he wrote this huge letter saying and he he's like I'm done with this fuck all of this fuck all y'all I'm done with this Taylor Swift like outed me blah 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 and wrote a song about me it's like shut up bitch right you said she couldn't sing so she then sang a song about you of course she did like a gangsta Go tay tay and write and he whines about it. But then of course he comes back and a year later he's praising her singing, which is how all of this stuff goes. Though he, he's yeah. renowned for speaking uh, the truth about the music industry with the actual inside knowledge. It's like you know, if, if someone like me started writing a, a daily email blast to to you know, he is everyone in the music industry listens to him. The Bob Leftset's the sets letter, dude. Even on Roadie's Cameron Crowe when he did that show, Roadie's parodied bob Les sets with a character that played by rain wilson from the office um in an epic episode where they drug the guy and like have him abused in all kinds of ways backstage and stuff and it's hilarious he falls off naked off the stage rain wilson if you have you seen roadies i have not and oh my god actually, they filmed uh... the first episode here in vancouver and it's an. It was like canceled after one season, but it was well done. Ron White, the comedians in it, and, uh, and like all these amazing guest artists. Uh, one of the main characters in it's played by fucking Machine Gun Kelly.
2: Oh shit! Yeah,
0: right. And he he crushes it as an actor. And I actually didn't know him at the time. I didn't know he was a was a rapper. And uh, so then I learned who he was through this uh, character he plays on on Roadies, and it was it was perfect as a Cameron Crow miniseries basically at the end of the day and because you know Cameron Crowe is a little too touchy-feely heartfelt sincerity for Hollywood like they pretend to be all virtuous but when someone comes along and actually displays and holds open their heart and virtues before the world they're all like that doesn't get enough clicks oh my god ew yeah. right it's like what the fuck um the the world wants the wire you know or something darker um so that's
2: yeah yeah that's interesting there's a there's a, a like another there's a popular youtube um uh a critic uh, fantano it has a site called the uh, this channel called the needle Drop, um but he, he he does like mainly he does like a lot of like metal or hardcore reviewing but like other you know hip-hop and alternative stuff um He's kind of like an acquired taste. I don't, I don't really know if I have a, an opinion either way about him. But he, he might be the next generation of the of uh, yeah, what's his name? Left left sets.
0: What's his name? sets, He's yeah. sets. L e f s e t z. Lefts. People people know him. I mean, I'm just yeah if, if, if you were like if if you spend time in the music industry you, you, you get onto them um, yeah more, more in America than than Canada of course but yeah, like, yeah some of us it's it's interesting um well, I, I, I haven't read it in years but I when I was like touring I would read it every day right because it was interesting you know he would bitch about new shit but he would all he he was honest he was actually honest about his he would just ramble his thoughts and feelings in an email but he'd also name names right and as an insider a former insider he was actually able to give you like real goods so that was always interesting right he's like and that's because this dude this fuck dude fucked this other dude over after they were at lunch across the table from me the other week and then they went out and they made this deal and screwed over these people (laughs) and you're just like oh shit yeah, this that's is hilarious. human life at its finest, people. So back to Dion Fortune. <laughs> that was Yeah, a engine and a half. Pivot, eh? But how can we talk to uh archived metalcore without getting into music, right? That's your uh, yeah. Instagram handle, archived metalcore.
2: It is. Yeah. Find him there, people. Kind of, kind of, unfortunately, but uh, I, I haven't changed it yet, so. That, that oh right that's a
0: funny yeah. thing if you change your instagram handle all the previous tags are stay the same they don't change with it and they just become dead tags
2: yeah i mean i probably won't, won't actually ever change even though i sometimes say it's stupid but yeah no and and uh i i remember i i uh i gave you some recommendations too i think remember i i've listened a lot to uh Lux. Oh, yeah. yeah what'd you think of
0: that um i like the ins- i love the instrumental stuff like ain't so for the middle pillar all these songs they did um what's the band name called again in the company of serpents yeah so i listened to a lot of in the company of serpents on on spotify and uh i'm not into screamo singing or like that oh, yeah, the, uh, i'm not into that personally um vocals Yeah, like I've covered bands when I wrote for as a rock critic for for stuff like that. I've covered them. Like that's fine. Um, I can appreciate it when I'm going looking at artistically, but for my own personal chilling, no, I I tend more toward Van Morrison.
2: No, I mean that's Van Morrison's great. You know, yeah, he's 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 a bitch. He's great. No, yeah, he's
0: one of his songs. He actually has the line "William Butler Yeats and the Golden Dawn."
2: That's great, yeah. Because he's he's from uh, he's from the north, right?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the big uh, thing. Yeah. I, when my sister visited me in Belfast, I took her on one of those big bus tours, and we went by his house. And the bus tour thing was like, I was like, so we put up a sign in front of his house saying Von Van Morrison's house," and he had he sued us and took it down the next day.
2: Uh, that's that's very believable. That's-
0: yeah it is hilarious when he was famously he was famously on the radio and he was referred to as an irishman this was a big deal and he said no i'm a northern irishman and that's Uh, that was a political statement right yeah that would be really harsh like uh yeah that that yeah that's that's intense to say that but you know fair play as they
2: say happy days fair effects exactly but uh yeah no i mean the uh it's it's the you know harsh vocals it's a it's an acquired taste but i'm glad you uh you checked them out though you know and the instrumental stuff it. is
0: amazing and i love how the middle pillar song starts with this intro of five beats of five notes yeah. like they they're they're like playing yeah this is cool these people are clearly practicing golden dawn rituals
2: yeah and that's why i figured you'd uh you'd, you'd dig it you know it's uh it's definitely from a very uh you know, it's not. It's not a. You know, some bands will do. Uh, you know, will throw in kind of very, pop culture. You know, mainstream esque kind of occult references. But you know, you get you get some bands in the. You know, in, in the heavy music world and and in you know other genres that are you know pretty serious about the uh, about their stuff. Yeah, occultism is pretty rife in music. So.
0: Yeah. That's why it's no surprise there's so many so many of us occultists are musicians. But I I think I'm one of the weirdos. I became a musician after. Um, which really honestly to many people qualifies you as not a musician, it's like as a kid, right? But I, I don't know. I think that stuff's silly. All that stuff's silly. Let's talk it about is, Dion like, Fortune. Yeah. Um, so what was what was well besides the Jesus, the ahistorical Jesus stuff. Um what was what what was it they pulled you in about the mystical Kabbalah by Dion Fortune?
2: Um, well, I mean, pr- the um, like at the time, um, I didn't. Uh, it was it was kind of just basically cur- you know curiosity about um, about uh, you know the, the uh, about the, the Kabbalah, I guess. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I didn't you know with the with the Jesus stuff. I mean, I, I, don't, I, 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 get, I get what she's saying, you know, with, um, you know, the kind of the, the Christ figure as, as opposed to the, uh, you know, the, the, the historical Jesus. So I don't want to diminish, you know, her, her stuff on that too much, <laughs> but, um, I, uh, um, I, I, well, when I got it, I, uh, um, like, like I said, you know, I'd seen, you know, the, the Kabbalistic tree before, and, um, I didn't really know what, what, what it meant, and you know what what each uh, level was, and which each uh, you know seferat was, and um, you know other than kind of just being drawn into to the you know the book and and the cover um, when I when I read it, I thought um, it was it was very it was very informative and very very interesting, um, and you know very mystical, and I and um, it kind of just I guess happened at the right time where I was very. I, I was very much, um, kind of looking for something like that. And, uh, um, it just kind of hit a, hit a sweet spot, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, I thought that her, her, you know, her writing made it pretty, pretty, you know, it, it wasn't, um, you know, the, the mystical Kabbalah is, uh, you know, compared like, say to like the, you know, seven, 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 um, you know, Crowley's in you know, Crowley's Kabbalistic book, you know, it, it, of Kabbalah is, is a very like accessible um, book to read. It's not. It's not very. It's not overly complex. It's not. You know, won't really like it trip you up if it's if it's you know among your first books on on uh, um, Kabbalah or, or you know the the occult sciences in general to read. Um, and like I got through it pretty quickly because you know it's it's a pretty it's a it you know it's a it's her writing is is uh, legible. <laughs> is, is legible yeah, exactly it's not kind of a, you know it's 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 kind of it mystical cabal is very it's it's very much like i like i would recommend it to someone that is is like hasn't really doesn't really have any familiarity with it and you know just kind of wants to know what what it is basically
0: and now a word from our sponsors
1: You know what's um, funny
0: about it? Can I say something about it that I've never yeah. said before? <laughs> it, what's funny about it is that it actually, in some ways, like if I was to play devil's advocate, is the like the least representative book of Kabbalah you could ever read, right? And this holds true. This oh, yeah. is not untrue what I'm saying, right? It has very little relationship to um tradition to Jewish Kabbalah because of the, yeah. the path system which comes from Alephis Levi or Elifah. Oh, I'm so bad at the quebécois. Did you hear the podcast oh, where yeah. I like, did like this huge chunk of uh, LFR Levy and I did it in a quebécois accent. <laughs> no, I, I saw that one on there. I was going to I was going to No, no, no. It was some other one. It was one where, where I am. was talking about Sefer Ratziel and I just I came upon this huge chunk of text uh that chris bennett was quoting from uh i think it was a Alef- Alephis levy and uh i was just like you know halfway through the podcast, of my mind was melting and i'm like fuck it and i just like spontaneously w- started in a quebecois accent so i just ran with it <laughs> i'm just like and that That's is why the right? tetragrammaton it is <laughs> the name of god le, le, le. <laughs>
2: Oh, but I'm, I'm gonna sure. I have to listen to it now. Man. Oh God, man, that but was if the. I, if I don't find it, I'll have to text That's the, the It's called
0: Sepharatseel. Sepharatseel. Gotcha. Yeah, Hamalek. Hamalech. Um, I'm I'm big into that text. I've been reading that text since seminary. So I was studying that sem- I found that text in seminary in 2001. The Sefer they had they had all the versions I could want. Um, and as well as all the Aramaic Targums. So I was reading a lot of that stuff and looking at these spells. Though, like, you know, when the Quaker librarian would pass me by, I'd cover over the texts, Um, you know, and they had like versions of the Corpus Hermeticum that are fucking old. Like they had a whole library. Well, they had a whole library, a special history of interpretation room uh, full of, you know, hundreds and hundreds, like, yeah, texts from the 16th, 1500s like all of the very old texts and then like so many other you know like any graduate college of academics like amazing texts that we could consult you couldn't even actually consult them as a normal grad student you had to do specific uh, exams and tests on on like textual interpretation and history of interpretation as well as text handling and all of that shit which served me well in later years in Belfast serving as a uh, reader of 17th and 18th century manuscripts at the Belfast Public Archive for a blind PhD postdoc. So yeah, it's uh, amazing stuff you can find in, in these old uh, grimoires when That's you're awesome, looking at man. the original text um, and looking at things that are, are not necessarily included in the published versions Um yeah, it's really fun. And there's so much of it. Oh my God. Like so much Kabbalah. Like we think about it. All the published Kabbalah, including the Zohar, is less than 10% of Kabbalah manuscripts we have around the world in in Like, you know, that you can go look at. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you could spend know the rest of your you could stop playing the metal and you could just <laughs> go around the world studying Hebrew and Aramaic and looking at unpublished kabbalistic text untranscribed not just unpublished untranscribed untranslated unpublished kabbalistic text wow you could do that the girls yeah, would go wild could. the girls would show you all their titties do you think i should do that? i think that do is I the should, best I choice should... on the streets of philadelphia
2: yeah should i, should I quit my library job and, and do that <laughs> do you work in a library uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm actually. I mean, I am a. I'm a librarian. Actually, I have. Um, I have. That's my 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 master's in. Um, but it's. I work in a med- It's a. It's like a graduate medical school. Um, in Philadelphia. You got your. Uh, you got uh, your in master's in. You
0: got your master's in archivism. It's uh, well, archival it, information I, and technology, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the degree. Well, that that was my my concentration was in. It was in. Um, archival science, but the degree was was library and information science is what they, Yeah. it's like the new, the the new, the new uh, wording of it now, I guess to try to make it, you know, more uh, holistic, I guess, to cover more, more bases, but. uh, What's the actual,
0: the name of the degree, so people know?
2: Well, yeah, it's, it's a, it's um, a master's in library information science, so it's, it's M-L-I-S, it used to just be uh, that that type of degree it used to just be masters in, in like library science, but they added the ma- you know, library and information science in, Uh, so, you know, as, as the degree, as the field has evolved, they say, you know, has become more digital, like, because in my work, I, I, mean, I work remotely most of the time, like I only go in once, once, actually once a week, just to the, to the, the office and. all, you just all Wave, wave your thing. wand and
0: everything goes uh wingardium leviosa
2: into place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's all I wish, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much the majority of at least our stuff is, is just digital holdings, you know, I mean, I, I do, I do still have a fantasy, you know, of working in, you know, some, some old, uh, you know, some old, old occult library with a lot of, uh, you know, maybe in Prague or something, right, with a lot of, a lot of John D texts, you know, or something. Like that,
0: there's. But, uh... <laughs> um, well, like, yeah. Um, that's. I had, when I started grad school, we inter we met these archivists who worked at at the seminary at the theological college, and yeah, I didn't actually realize how complex that degree was. So your master's degree is that's actually quite a intelligent degree. That's a, not a. It's not an easy one to get, uh, from what I've heard. Um, like it's it's it tends it's some pretty high IQ people generally in those programs. Am I correct?
2: Um, I mean, I I uh, I can't. I haven't had my IQ test in a while, but I'll I'll go with. I'll go. Uh, I'll 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 agree with you on that though. Just out of, just for the for the ego boost though. On an intellectual level, you can play more than three chords but um, I mean, um no no it is, it, but it is a
0: terrific degree a... my best friend from my first year in seminary had that degree we were surrounded by archivists and librarians and they were these mystical sort of characters who had this special knowledge and training and could just find anything so let's leave it at that as a, okay, as a mystical yeah. master okay. of knowledge uh, yeah. but no no for those who are wondering actually it's a great degree to have the, the master's degree it's actually not all that easy to get. Um, it's pretty specialized and pretty cool, um, and and the the access to resources it can give you is, is also pretty phenomenal. So yeah, it is, it, yeah. it's. It, I should just title this episode um, "Sexy Librarian Part two.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I think you should go ahead. Yeah, I won't argue with that. So yeah, traditionally, um...
0: from the from the traditional point of view, Dion fortunes, uh, so kabbalah mystical kabbalah is an intersection of golden dawn alpha omega with theosophy the burgeoning new paganism that was going on with gerald gardner and all of that stuff i mean dion fortune is more often referred to i think than a lot of by a lot of pagan groups than gerald gardner is
2: yeah it's interesting because she wasn't she didn't really i mean she she from what I read, I mean, she didn't really consider herself a pagan, even though I mean, she referenced she were on no. pan and the you know and the goddess and all that. But yeah, she has been. She in in no, you I, know I, interestingly, she has been like yeah, a big influence to uh to like Wicca and and you know modern neo paganism. Yeah, yeah. No, for you know
0: that here's the here's the dirty truth, bro. Like for for whatever whatever your religion is, um if you go into the inner order in the golden dawn, like the outer order is a magical school, right? Run yeah. by this inner order, but the inner order, it's as good as a religion. I mean, it's Rosicrucianism at its finest, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and that's a religion. It may be a variation or deviation or, or play upon a theme of a religion, but it's still, it's very, very religious. It's really what it is, is a, a, a lens. It's a, it's a hermeneutic of the religion it's Hermetic Christianity, if you like, or it's Christian, um, yeah. or it's like you know, futuristic Egyptianism, or whatever you can come up with a million words for it. The Rosicrucian right. is probably the best one, but it is highly religious. So, that was Dion Fortune's methodology and, and lens. She saw everything out of the lens of the Rosea Rubea et Aurea Crucis,
2: yeah. And she was in, um. Was it one of the, the successor groups to the original Golden Dawn, right? The Yeah, she joined
0: oh, in the oh, Alpha. Alpha at Omega time.
2: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
0: Through Moina Mathers. Yeah. Moina, if yeah, you're listening, and, much love.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, her, Fortune's whole, you know, her whole thing was, was interesting. Yeah, but you're right. It's, it is, you know, it's not a, it's very different than, um, like a you know traditional jewish kabbalah he said you know yeah so she she,
0: mystical kabbalah is this like fusion of all these different currents and ideas channeled through her own interpretation and that's what you're getting so Mm -hmm. in, in one sense it's it's eclectic to the point of absurdity or grotesquerie, in in the in the best sense of those words, you know. I'm speaking as an artist, yeah. as a as a musician, as a creator. Like, yeah, the, the, that sense of it. Um, but it's, you know, it's at the on the other end of the spectrum. It is at, therefore, the intuitive product of a of an adept, like an activated yeah. human soul. This is a human soul that's learned the power of their various layers and existences and is trying to share the best insights so that you can also live your best most insightful creative life setting a good example i think i think the unfortunate set for the most part a good example a little hysteria with some magical attacks here and there but you know
2: we all go crazy once in a while right exactly yeah it was it was a uh... I mean I have to credit it you know I mean it was I I thought it was a it was a great um, you know essentially first first book of that of that type to to pick up at least on my end you know What other books uh, were a big influence in your early
0: book buying reading days
2: leading um, up to the LBRP Yes yeah, so I actually I I um another book I got kind of in, down down the road was uh, I got um the two um Peter Carroll books. Uh, I got I had I got Lee Ronell and Psychonaut and then the other one, um what was the other one?
1: Uh shit. Um
0: it's in my room. Oh, <laughs> um Well, I'll run to the bathroom.
2: You go get the book, we'll be right back. Uh, all right. Cool. through the uh, one band neurosis house kind of, time actually you no know, through and through coil especially that's actually how i got a lacuna coil in. no actually well, <laughs> no i'm actually not looking oh we coil. went over this last time oh my yeah, god we went yeah. over this last time oh my god um no no disrespect to lacuna coil though i <laughs> i no. like they, they have a lot of really catchy stuff i uh uh i'm sure they have a lot of you know they're kind of they're like gothic so they they i'm sure they have a lot of they know some stuff (laughs) maybe but um
0: you know I was thinking what would be fun tell me what you think of this idea of doing like once a month doing like a music episode where like bands with occult content send in their tracks I like put the track out in full and then afterwards like my thoughts on it or whatever yeah no I would I'd be down for that so if if bands wanted their music heard that would be a way for them to have hear, it heard and I'd get to hear some new shit, you know, hopefully they're, you know, of a, of occult nature or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I could end up listening to a bunch of junky music.
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the risk, you know, but yeah, you know, you that,
0: it. yeah, I guess it could be an
2: experiment. Well, well maybe, maybe I, I'll I do would. an experiment. I would go in on that with you if you were if you were reluctant to do. If anyone
0: yourself. has anyone in mind, just have them send send an email, send the tracks, and we'll do an experiment next month. So yeah, just uh, spread the word, send the stuff in. If I get a, if I get enough tracks, I'll do a little thing, and uh, that will get them, some band some attention and uh, let us talk about occultism in music, which is a it's a passion of mine. Like yeah, like my next major book um, since. My first major book since 2005 is coming out very soon. And, and that's all, but it's on music. That's why I don't talk about it ever on this podcast It's on music. Like my last book was on ethics and mysticism. And it had, again, it was barely a cult, um, (laughs) you know, borderline. Um, but that's because it was on ethics and mysticism. Um, and my new book's on music, but it's on music and the influence of magic, occultism, and alchemy on that music, as well yeah, as but I mean, but it looks more at the intertextuality issues of the poetic structure. That's what it looks more at
2: that, that's interesting. I mean I think I think it's there, it, it, it's it's interrelated a lot of that, you know I mean, I mean, not every. Type of music, but I mean, there's. I don't think you could really fully separate music from from the occult world. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible.
0: Right. Well, our, our rituals are always so musical. Going back thousands of years, I mean, music and and magic is, are so intertwined. It's almost a shame we don't talk about that more.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: We would make That's our rituals as musical as possible, but like I think some of the left hand path traditions integrate music and magic quite a bit. And you know, left uh there are three teeth, three teeth, who Tool made famous in a way. Like they're magicians, oh, yeah, tra- they're trained, you know, Alexis is a trained magician by like, you know, friends with Adam Jones and Danny Carey, who are training him and t- teaching Golden Dawn magic. I know for a fact that Alexis from Three Teeth. Was teaching Golden Dawn magic to people, and that's awesome. He was, like he has a big tahuti, a big thoth on his arm, on his bicep. He when he when I was set, standing next to him for this photo, he's got this big tahuti on his arm. And I'm like I look at him weirdly, and I've told this story before, but you know we didn't know at all. We didn't know I was there covering the opening band for him, not even covering him. I just stole one of his shots. <laughs> Um, That's awesome.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but, that, but then like a weird,
0: um... six hours later, by random happenstance, I was talking to his ex girlfriend and a student of his out of Mexico City on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine that? I'm standing next to this yeah. musician after he just rocked out a show, crushed it, <laughs> and I'm feeling these occult tones from his music, and I'm listening to his music while I'm writing the review of the band before and on instagram i'm talking to someone i told them what i just did and she's like he taught me golden dawn magic in la and i was his girlfriend and i'm like holy shit and then then a year three years later we met at a club in berlin by chance wow we just saw each other like i was like oh my god it's you and she's like -er frater rc i'm like she literally said -er frater rc i was like oh my god that what what are the what are the odds and I met her and her girlfriend crazy and and where was it at at this place called in Berlin called uh, Wild Renata so (laughs) I'm not gonna say more about it than that uh Renata Walde Uh, everyone in Berlin knows exactly what kind of place I was at um but there was an outdoor courtyard with this tent and these rooms for drinking and doing tarot readings and like super well put together. Like, oh man, they, they make our parties in North America look so haphazard and half-assed. Man, they, they, they know how to do it in Europe, man. You you have to take me there. Man. I will. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right now. There's nothing in the world stopping us. Literally true. I, no global I got some problems. vacation
2: time. Yeah. I got a lot, I got a lot of un, un, uh, unused PTO. So I think i definitely think we should schedule it and i i would be i, I would definitely be serious about taking a trip over there just in general you know well, like send uh, me some
0: air miles and i'll meet you there
2: all right i'll get i'll get that going
0: yeah i no, Berlin. when when you know, i could live i could live in berlin again um though it might not be good for me but i could live there again
2: yeah i can i live there in your in your stead then maybe if I'll yeah, live, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think you can live through me. Every musician should go to
0: Berlin. Every human should go to Berlin, see like what a, a real international city looks like.
2: Yeah, I've not, I've not been to Germany. Uh, I mean I've been to uh, yeah, and like Berlin is literally yeah. everyone
0: always told me this, and I didn't get it.
2: Berlin is not Germany.
0: No, like for example, yeah. in Germany, you can't uh, say you're waiting for an underground train or a train or whatever any train. You're in a train station, you're in public space. You can't smoke in Berlin. You can't. And I was oh, like, wow. why is that the case? Like to me, that seemed very odd for a culture that's very under rules. Why in their capital city, in the Hauptstadt, why would that not be a thing? And right, and I would, I would ask people shit all the time in Berlin. I'd be like, "Flumis is so," and they'd be like, "This is Berlin." <laughs> and then you're like, "That's, yeah, that's Oh awesome. snap! Like you know, it's sort of like vegas baby vegas um except yeah. it's it's more about like strange yoga mushroom parties and <laughs> every kind of awesomeness you can imagine like every kind of culture there's no downtown there's only different centers like central like you know and they're all s- disparate and spread out it's um, amazing uh, I I could no, go to Berlin yeah. for for a long time, and I was only there for a few months before I went to Leipzig. Leipzig that has the unreleased, still to this day, Edward Kelly alchemical manuscripts. No one's ever done a critical version of of Edward Kelly's manuscripts that are in Leipzig, where I got spent.
2: Yeah, didn't uh, was it uh, A.E. Wait didn't he publish some of his stuff? I don't know. Oh, how, yeah. What's, yeah, I know we we were talking about Kelly. Remember. Uh, Oh he I made, was like yeah yeah i was like oh you know i was reading i cuz i texted you i was like oh i was reading about kelly and you know uh, some people think he was like a charlatan and i was like oh, he, he definitely was a charlatan <laughs> i mean yeah.
0: he, he de- we definitely know he was faking stuff to get money um for sure i mean yeah, uh, yeah. i think he was faking you know, like the, the the you know he wasn't ever able to make gold but he pretended like he was and he Was probably busy doing mushrooms in John D's in his tower, they were probably doing yeah. mushrooms and uh talking to Enochian spirits. And so wasn't uh, that what,
2: what got him in uh in prison? And yeah, uh, and then he jumped the whole, out, broke his leg, yeah. and died eventually. Yeah, yeah, but but you but, don't think that cast out on the Enochian system though? No,
0: like
2: correct? that's actually yeah. where,
0: to me the fact the i the, the, the possibility that they were transcribing what they heard of like entheogenic language is a huge insight because when i take large doses of mushrooms like really large doses i see shapes that look like the enochian alphabet and i hear voices that sound like they could be interpreted that way it's a it's a crazy hypothesis i'm aware of that but you know when i ran it by scott michael stenwick actually and told him about it he was like that's interesting. And, and, and like, we talked about it more on, you can, you can hear that on the podcast with him, but I was surprised because he's anti-drug in general, not really, but listen, listen to our talk and you'll know what I mean. And yeah. he's, he's not like, you know what I mean? He's not doing that stuff. Um, but he said he would go to John D's Kelly's tower in Prague with me and do go up to the pier pinnacle where I was. And there's a fucking YouTube video of me doing the Enochian at that pinnacle tower with the city all through open air around it right he said he would do mushrooms with me there so we all got to come together awesome. support the podcast and get me in stenwick to Prague, so we can do mushrooms together and invoke the angels we'll get ashy you, chassis you, you there
2: gotta, it'll be a party you, you gotta tell me when you're going remember i think you uh that's you the mentioned plan that
0: well Man. you know the world like you know I thought it was, I thought we could predict things and now I have no idea what's going on because like the rest of the, the rest of the world's opened up, but Canada, it's illegal for me to go to anyone's house at all or to have anyone crazy. come to my house. No one's allowed to set foot in our place. We're not allowed wow. to set foot in anyone else's places under the law. Like that's
2: crazy. <laughs> that's the law. Like uh, like what happened if you just were just like oh I'll just do it anyway? Would you just you get like a a huge ass fine or something? Well, here in the West Coast, we're lucky. Like uh, you know,
0: no harm, no foul. Um, the cops here are being really chill, which is good uh, because they don't want what's happening in America to happen here.
2: Yeah, like that goes out saying.
0: Yeah, so we're just quietly being uh sold to china yeah no i heard i heard rumors of that you know and they do it happened a while back it's it's long yeah. long over it's it's done deal, done deal yeah the weird the, yeah. The, 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 the strain the the thing i'm wondering is if there was a boots on the ground war would we fight for america because obviously throughout all of our history we would have fought with you guys obviously um But now it's like some of us be fighting on China's side. I wonder if like if there was a war outbreak of World War, would I be conscripted by the Canadian Army to fight for China or America? I'm not actually sure right now. Like we're coming um... to a point where it's like maybe we might side with China, though. I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure that's not true. We're definitely still in your pocket. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some weird shit going like, okay. in yeah, our building, in the building, we, in the building we live in, um, they, they had an Australian manager who lived in the building. Okay, this just happened. Yeah. And they told him, because the, the company that owns this building and tons of others this is notoriously owned by China. Um, they said, we're getting rid of you. We're firing you because uh, we're going to just consolidate your managerial duties with our corporate head. And yeah. he's like, can I still live here? They're like, no, because um, we're going to rent out the unit that we gave you as part of your job. So you can't even rent it. We're going to rent it to someone else at a, at a higher rate. And so instead of like the $1,000 we were taking off your salary, we're going to rent it out to someone else for like $3,000 because that's the r- rates here. Right? So yeah. then he, he, So he lost his job. He left this Australian immigrant dude, really nice guy. And uh-huh. now we have multiple on-site managers, all from China, who live in his unit and are allegedly caught charging two different rates for Asian versus whites. But you wow, can't get anyone to talk. No one, you can't, no one, you're, you could never see no one, like, honestly, that you can't talk about that. <laughs> I stumbled over the words as I was trying to say them to you because, like, what I'm saying is so not allowed to be said right now in vancouver (laughs) well i mean but it tells you like that's fucking crazy right? (laughs) like that's that's crazy on a micro level so if the micro and macro have any relationship to each other whatsoever i'm fearing for what's going on in the macro world if on a micro level this is allowed to happen without any question and with total authority
2: yeah i mean i i I think uh (laughs) Unfortunately, I think it's it's a it's not it's not looking great, you know. Just yeah, <laughs> just, just yeah. in general, yeah. And we I have mean, like, uh, we have a, to be a, we have a a downer.
0: A, we have quite a large Uyghur community. We Uyghur Uyghur community. <laughs> we have Uyghurs. As yeah, well. think... we have Uyghurs, and we have Uyghurs. <laughs> Uyghurs and Uyghurs. They should make an album together called Uyghurs and Uyghurs, um, unite. Uyghurs and Uyghurs unite. And they they they're they're destroyed here. I've seen things thrown at them on their protests here in the last well, few months. Why? It's by because we're a majority, like, uh, Well, because because it's a majority Chinese population. Vancouver's I mean, majority Vancouver? Chinese. Yeah, dude. If I get on a bus downtown, it's so it's so easy to be the only white person on a bus downtown, which normally is great. Normally it's great. It's not so great when they're like firing you because you speak English.
2: Yeah, that's uh, not. No, cool. I, I had no idea like, about that. Oh, do you, uh, you,
0: you speak English? You only speak English, so we're firing you. Wow. We speak, you know,
2: no, I, I, I mean, I knew. You know, I. I
0: uh, yeah, these are real tensions. I'm talking about them openly yeah, there because I mean, there I are heard... real tensions, and I don't think any. I, I actually guarantee you, there's probably not another person in all of the Greater Vancouver Regional District who's actually talking about these things that are happening in vancouver wow yeah on a global forum. i mean
2: right? yeah i mean because you know it's obviously you, you heard like, about the dude like, who got
0: arrested for uh you know misgender i can't even i can't even say it the dude, there's a dude who just got arrested in vancouver because of his kid and uh he said the wrong
2: gender and he got arrested no i didn't i didn't hear about that it's yeah. you know it's it's weird. i mean you know uh i mean that happened just are...
0: blocks from where i'm sitting right now
2: Wow. I yeah. mean, our, 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 you know, the, the, our news intake, you know, is, is pretty isolated, kind of, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, at least, you know, in, in, you know, in where I'm at, you know, Philly, it, it's pretty, uh, um, you know, sequestered. I mean, there's not really. Philadelphia,
0: what, what state is that in again?
2: Uh, it's Pennsylvania. Philadelphia is um, in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's it's like kind of Dracula. like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's its own entity, you know, it's, it's, uh, but it's not, now, part yeah, of the I do know that was the
0: originally the, that was the original DC.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was the, it was the capital, um, you know, and, yeah. and the, where the president lived, yeah, it was, uh, um, no, yeah, it's not part of, the like John Adams,
0: state. John Adams got too stoned off Washington's bud. And couldn't find his way home, so he he accidentally stumbled into this burned out construction in DC, and it was like, "Yo, this must be my home." And he lived in it and had it rebuilt to the White House. That's oh, yeah,
2: Canadian history of the United States. That's pretty close. I mean, he was the first. He was the first president to live in the the first White House, and I think that's I think that's basically you know what how it happened the way you said. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Philadelphia is a uh, you know, it, it, every other like city or in Pennsylvania is like, is part of like a, a county and Philadelphia is not. It's like its own, its own entity. Um, and just even like the rollout of like when they did like the, the vaccine distribution was just, is, is just very different than the rest of the, the, the state. And, um,
0: oh, dude. Yeah. And you know, your guy, Fucky Fauci? I know his name, but I like you know every time I see his name I think fucky. Anthony that's,
1: that's, Anthony that's fucky. Is, most, I think Anthony he just
0: or no wait, it wasn't him that said this. So like some one of your guys just came out who was, oh, it was Bill Gates who was like, we would share this information with India and Canada, but they don't have the resources to to manufacture it. And then, like I saw this thing, like it shows all the instant places in India and Canada, permanently oh, yeah. sealed environments. Like we have, we, we can totally make this stuff. Yeah. He said I, that I we mean. don't have the resources or infrastructure to make it. And we literally have it sitting empty waiting because we thought this was a global pandemic. We thought this yeah. was a global crisis so did India, so did the rest of the world. We're like waiting for the instructions on how to make the vaccine for everyone so we can get to our like poor and homeless who are like, you know, major contributors to super spreaders. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to give you that information because you don't have the ability to reproduce the the vaccine. That was literally what he said. And this is not something I'm stoned on. Like he said, he he said, we won't share it because they don't have the ability to manufacture it what a load of shit, right? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to give it to these countries because they don't have the ability to manufacture it. You fucking liar, man. That dude uh, looks yeah. like, what's his name? He looks like the bad guy from The Simpsons.
2: The, uh, um, Mr., uh, with the, the industrialist guy, uh, Gates.
0: Yeah. One of my buddies told me he was like a Rothschild or some conspiracy thing. Like, uh, who like Gates related. or or, uh, or the Simpsons guy? I don't know. <laughs> all, they're all reptilians. I don't know. Man. Oh my god!
2: <laughs>
3: um,
0: I can't keep
2: track, bro. Let's get back to the LBRP. Yeah, well, so-
1: <laughs>
2: Bill Gates is not is not someone you want. Uh, you know he, he, yeah leading the the free world but he basically is the you know, he, Mr. Rogers
0: he is now, yeah, he is, he's, yeah. The, he's the Clepothic I want to make a meme that's like Mr. Rogers on the upper end of the tree and then underneath it you have the Clepothic tree which is Bill Gates as his reflection like under like Lilith and Thaumiel and the God of Sarek the Gamaliel yeah, <laughs> of the Ecliptothentry, <laughs> like like Levy, you know the Levy famous elefah uh, Levy, uh, image of the the greater and lesser faces, as above so below. But the above one is Mister Rogers, and the below one is
2: he. He might be worse than those. I mean, at least if Mister uh, Rogers
0: you know, got stuck in the Black Lodge, <laughs> and captured like Cooper was like agent cooper was then he would be taken he'd come back out as as gates Gates.
2: yeah i don't know bill Bill gates uh, at least you know for the the reverse tree you know you get some you get some good good stuff like uh a kenneth grant's night side of eden i don't i don't think i don't think you could get any any good any good any good writings from the bill gates world you know i don't know he might he might be worse than the uh i love kenneth grant Yeah, um, that's actually. I had that was another book I one of the I um because I first got um a while back another one I got was I I got the Magical Revival, you know, his his first you know Typhonian book. Um, and actually, I do have the Night Side of Eden. Um, yeah, that's that's the only one one I've studied intense in depth over years. Yeah, I've actually not read it yet. Um, when I got it, uh, I was very like protective of it because it, it um i got it like not at a, at like a price that was like ridiculous and i was like really protective of it so i, I like barely touched it and um like an archivist yeah so i don't i, don't, I mean it's probably you know i uh, i mean all the stuff i got you know with, with stuff i i um you know gonna read but you know that one i just have not have not done it yet because of the When we do a a round three with you follow up, we'll
0: have to do a video again, because our first interview is available on video. But when we do round three, we should do a book show and tell. And you and me just sit there showing each other books while blasting different tool tracks in harmony in sequence at the same time.
2: We can play Metal War, the last three feet album oh that would be amazing yeah yeah, yeah.
0: that was a good Cause one i like what's that. cool about three teeth is they're actively doing magic through their music like ah, highly as intentional as it can be and they're trying to like heal the world in a way
1: yeah like, like
0: bring around around a revolution in consciousness it's pretty
2: phenomenal. I, love, I love that man that's that's what coil did you know they're all their their. All their stuff was like uh, a ritual, you know. Their music, it wasn't. And they had like uh, instructions, you know, on uh, a lot of their records, you know, when from the eighties to the nineties when they made them. You of know, like when, you know, what this is supposed, what current this is supposed to, uh, you know, follow. Like what, what, what this is supposed to um, stimulate and all that. And um, you know, they went through a period where they were in. They, they they did a big switch from uh, solar uh, records to lunar records, you know, where Coil they- Coil is got the there.
0: artist. So I'm following them now. See, every time in my memory, I thought about them. Uh, I thought Lacuna Coil. And so I forgot to look at, listen to them. And you did recommend.
2: The yeah, I April's. mean, they're, they're, they're both of the, the individuals Are, in it uh, have, have died, but um, I mean, all, all their stuff is, is, is great though. They both died? Yeah, the John Balance, the main—he was kind of the main, the main occult occultist. That you know, he was—he he himself was was an occultist, and he was a uh, kind of the main driving force behind that aspect of it. Uh, he died in two thousand four, and then Peter Christopherson um, died in like twenty eleven. And he actually—he did music videos for like Nine Inch Nails, and he actually did the Broken their that their Broken oh, movie that like that, that snuff film they made. Uh, but he died unfortunately like in 2011. So they're both they're both not a not around. Uh, but they were associated with um before Coil, both those guys were associated with uh um psychic TV uh Genesis uh P oh, they uh, were uh, connected yeah. with Jen. Jen, yeah. Yeah. Rest, rest and, in and peace, uh, Jen. Yeah, all all of them. Uh all those those all those those occultist musicians they're they passed away, you know. It's a shame. Yeah, I'm
0: always learning that she, uh, more about the legacy she has. They they have left. Sorry, they have left. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. That's and all right. We're rolling again. My bladder has shrunken. I, this is the first time I've had a drink in like three weeks. Yes, that's the best kind of drink. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Plus, I you know the mushrooms have fully kicked in now that I ate like well on this podcast. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> hey, it's illegal for me to go to a friend's house and jam from ten feet away from them. So all i I guess all I can do is take mushrooms and talk to a guy I've never met in Philadelphia. yeah, well, we we met spiritually, you know right? brother i'm all around you can you feel me yeah. right now listen no breathe focus on your breathing can you feel me i'm inside you jim jim
2: i can i, I can definitely feel
0: it <laughs> <sighs> oh, i love that these casual podcasts get like four times more listens than everything else i do <laughs> that's fucking hilarious if the, the numbers are in it's been over a year of me doing this now and the numbers are in <laughs>
2: Oh, that's good I mean I, I, it doesn't um, well, matter how many
0: footnotes i read you fuckers yeah. or how much original content i produce no one likes anything more than just someone like me and archivist sexy librarian jimbo talking like like homo sapiens
2: Yes, that's, that's true yeah i mean I, i'm probably the least uh you know the, the least occult informed guest though uh well, that's what—that's one of my favorite things. And that, that's,
0: so, new people want to hear about new magic and new things and new questions. Sure. So, yeah. so, so, ask some, ask some more questions. Ask me anything. To quote David Heimsmith.
2: Yeah, you know, I um, I think what before our first break, I think I was talking about uh, some of the some of the other stuff I'd read before uh, but you yeah, we... took a, a huge part. Um, we both have to keep thinking...
0: taking breaks for. Drinking bathroom and mushrooms,
2: yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, do
2: you have any? I, I some talking, I was talking about the two. Um, do you either, have any weed? The, uh, I have i have gummies. Uh, I just, I eat them. All, uh, I'm not of oh, You're big. a gummy guy. We should yeah, take I'm a I'm break, a, a, and I'm next a, time
0: we take a break, I'll go smoke some weed and you eat some gummies.
2: Uh, we'll do um actually you know what i was gonna i was gonna uh ask you too speaking of the enochian you know i had a i actually i have one of aaron leech's books i have the uh the essential enochian Grimoire, and and uh it was actually an early book i got before i really knew what enochian was and I, i i read like a lot of the the um the stuff in it up until like the uh um the the practices but uh you know, it was pretty interesting, but I was, I was, uh, I, I think I asked you before, I was like, you know, was, is a, was he a, a, a reputable source, you know, I know he had that. Uh, yeah, I, I like
0: Aaron a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But I, I just got through, So, did you finish what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I just got through his second chapter of his Secrets of Magical Grimoire, like, I have this book literally in front of me on my bed under poker onions stuff. Well, I, I sleep amongst my books. I've been doing this my whole life. Like I wake up in a pile of books. Like, you know, they're, they're like my gold coins of dragons. <laughs> like if I was smog, smog, the dragon smog, boredom. like then, yeah, like I, cause I'm, cause I, well, I don't read like a reader. I don't know I, any, anyone who's been to grad school stops reading books cover to cover. You're reading subjects you're reading across subjects which is why a mm-hmm. library is important for a scholar now once you lose your library that becomes very difficult and you have to resort to computers and stuff but um yeah I read across books so I like th- I just got through Aaron Leach's second chapter of the secrets of magical romance and it was it's painful um the history chapters in most magical books are painful because they're usually just feeble at best compared to academic equivalents um and it's more interesting what their magical insights are but yeah. with Aaron Leach is um like here's the thing about his I, I'm curious I want I have so many questions for you about what you've seen in his Enochian book because you, you know it's, it's serious when you have the book in front of you and you thumb through it every day um he talks about here's the thing here's the thing he
1: mm-hmm. talks about
0: <laughs> and clearly the mushrooms are kicking in, but hardcore, but <laughs> yeah. All right. um, but so he talks about needing to go uh, to the ancient uh, shamanic sources like his friend who was in Palo Ma- Mayombe um, and all these other resources for the shamanic origins so that he was enabled to do grimoire magic um, and practice, yeah. them, you know. So here's but I don't understand why he needed to go to all of these shamanic people to finally understand grimoire magic, when, given his, you know his his grade, um as senior adept in in the GD or you know, for you know in the GD in the inner order, um like given his grade as a golden Dawn magician, why didn't he learn? Why was he going to seek shaman? Why did he have to go to shamanic sources to learn how to practice grimoire magic, grimoire magic Why, rather than just learn it as part of the curriculum? Like, yeah. why didn't he learn it from the people who developed it in that tradition? Like, it's part of the normal practice. Learning grimoire magic is part of the normal course curriculum in the inner order of the golden law. Like, we all go through this. Why did he not go through that? Why did he have to go to sh- shamanic sources and write a book about this apparent resuscitation of a magical practice that is alive and well, taught in golden dawn orders around the world?
2: I don't know. Yeah, that's that, that's 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 kind of strange. I mean, he maybe it was like a, a wordy way of him saying it gave him like a different perspective on it. But I don't know. It doesn't sound like that's yeah. what he was. I, didn't,
0: I i i finished that chapter like it's it's hard to i prefer I, you know when i dip into certain sections of the book like in the practice stuff excellent stuff is that stuff's great same as like Ash and all these people when you go to their actual practices that's great but like why did he have to go to shamanic practitioners to understand grimoire magic Rather than just learn it from the grimoire tradition, as it's taught in the order that he's a member of.
2: Yeah, he he's, adept, member right? of
1: the, um, he he's a member right.
2: of the. he? Uh, he's a member of the Cicero yeah. Golden yeah. Dawn, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it makes it makes me wonder: Did they actually not teach? Like, did he become a senior adept in the Golden Dawn without learning grimoire magic? Like, seriously? How is that possible? I don't know how that's possible.
2: Yeah, I like that. They know, taught me it,
0: that in my first year as a five six,
2: yeah, because you, you're your temple, uh, temple to who you well, had, No, uh, I, I, I had cool. to learn that in LA, I couldn't, I couldn't learn that
0: up in Vancouver.
2: Oh, okay, I got, yeah, gotcha. I had to play to LA for that. But okay, most okay.
0: of our but, hardcore training was done out of LA, everyone would fly to LA for the for the advanced magical training.
2: What was that? Was that with a part of Cicero's uh, no, but or Cicero that would really? come
0: on the call with us during Corpus Christi, when we would do, like, Day-C, when the whole inner order would gather, Cicero would come on calls, conference calls, like, and speak on speakerphone to our entire gotcha. second order and say hi, and we'd all chat for, like, an hour. That was, a, that was a really nice connection between our order and whatever they were up to. But it's crazy to think that they weren't, that Aaron Leach wasn't trained in grimoire magic and had to go to Palo Mayambe to learn grimoire magic why wasn't he just trained like every other adept is in the in our order so i don't get it i don't i don't yeah. get that whole like i do get the impetus to make grimoire magic more shamanic or to identify the sort of ecstatic spirituality within shamanic magic i do identify i do strongly get that but i don't understand why did they remember no, from their training? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so maybe yeah, they did. I, I maybe. maybe they, I don't and know maybe how the inner did. order, Cicero's inner order trains their people, but all of all, I, I know so many people from like I, so many of my close friends are adepts in that inner order. So, and I know they were trained because some of them I trained myself. Some of yeah. them were teachers of mine, like Mark. Um, APS um, so it's crazy it's I don't know, so I don't get the Aaron leaching, so that brings us full circle mushroom cycle back to the Enochian. what's his Enochian stuff like Because I think I'm suspicious that that might be where his actual real expertise shines
2: well, I mean he, he does he he does include like a you know a historical kind of write up um, of a like, of the history of of Nookie Magic, and who uh, you know who, who John Dee and Edward Kelly uh, were, and you know yeah, that, that's
0: stuff. that's the stuff I'm worried about.
2: I, I, don't, yeah. I, I,
0: I mean, Aaron, Jason Louv does an okay job. Everyone does an okay job, but like you want to read a good history, like you're not going to compete with the academics, like Deborah Harkness in her doctoral dissertation. If you read doctoral dissert- dissertations like those, like they, they just make, once you've read a couple of them, they make reading you know, a lot of these historical Llewellyn introductions to magic, like, unreadable. <laughs> they, they curse you. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, there's a curse of actual scholarship. And uh, so what I'm curious about Aaron Leach's Enochian magic is like, what does it have to offer outside of that regurgitating... A version, a sit- thin slice of perhaps pseudo-scholarly interpretation.
2: Well, he like he breaks down. I mean, I, he, he, I mean that's a good point. I, I mean, I can't really vouch for how accurate you know his 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 little his kind of little write-ups are on, on the figures. I mean, it, it it you know from the from the book itself, they're just very you know boilerplate like. You know, this is when he lived, and you know, this is where he lived, and all that. And I mean, it's it, it's it it doesn't really look like you know it it's set up to be like you know imitating like an academic book, um, which is good. I mean, you know, it does it it's not at least you know in this book. I mean, this is the this is the only one of his that I that I have, um, so I can't really vouch for his other stuff. Um, he does kind of he breaks down like enokian In, magic from like what he calls like the um like the original d type the which he calls like d purism uh, of Enochian. and then he goes into like the neo enochian traditions um and like how it was practiced by like uh uh Rudd and then um how it was practiced by golden dawn and then um how how crowe practiced it and then that's like the first half of his his book and then he has like a he uh sets up like a kind of overview of like the Enochian universe like how it's you know how how it's 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 established like in you know the hierarchy of the uh, of of the uh, the Enochian angels and then he gets into like the uh the Grimoire practices and you know how to of like an like an introduction on like how to how to do like scrying and how to use like the tables and things like that. Um and like how to how to like do it over a period of like 20 days and stuff, how to work with the 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 watchtower angels um and most of it is like what he says is the, the deep purest nokia magic and then he he goes into like the briefly into like the, the um how how it was practiced by with the golden dawn and the you know, crowley and, and things like that that's kind of like the, the basic summary of the of the book interesting yeah, uh, I,
0: I, yeah. I, I... I look forward to reading all his Enochian books. I mean, I did his his master class that he did with Jason Newcomb, which I highly recommend. And I think to be clear, I think his method of de purism, as you call it, uh, which, which he describes clearly in the Enochian masterclass, um, I think that's the way people should probably study Enochian magic, especially yeah. if they're not going through a golden dawn order. If you're, you know, if you're doing GD, that's that's a different thing. But like everyone could just dive into Enochian magic straight away using the de-purist method. That's probably the way to do it, and I think more people should. I mean, if you're holding off doing Enochian because you aren't sure about the Golden Dawn, like, fuck that shit. Go into D purist Try it out. Like, go do the whole process. Because I think that Aaron Leach is, as far as I know, one of the very few people who have probably done Enochian magic the right way uh they he 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 talked to his you know he got he he went through the like we're warned all of us are warned about even drawing the letters at all or learning any of it outside of knowledge and conversation with the holy guardian angel outside of permission of that that's very common that's something that yeah. we were warned against don't memorize the alphabet don't learn the script do not infiltrate your sphere of sensation with those things unless you are under direction. And it sounds to me from what Aaron Leach has described of the deep purist system is there's a reason for that. And there's an initiatory process built into the deep purist system that is best followed for that system to work harmoniously in your life. And I think people should do that. Like, I definitely want to be very clear about that. Um, doing GD Enochian so sort of another thing. Like, if you're GD, you can also do this. But the, the purest method is, is essential, I think. And I'd love to hear from more people practicing it. I, I hope people reach out and, and want to talk about it because I've been practicing Enochian since, for a long time. I, like, I work with the, the calls in a very real way and, and the seniors and the tablets in a very real way and i'm very curious to talk about those energies of people more even more curious to talk about those energies of people who have experimented with working with those entities under high like heroic doses of uh you know what
2: Mushrooms. yeah i mean do you, do you think uh you know as someone as a you know as a novice uh, that um oh you know, the, do the deep deep de- de method thing. yeah practice that shit Fucking do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not in Thelema,
0: you're not in Golden Dawn. Practice it. Like, figure out exactly what Aaron Leach, if you're into Enochian at all, find out exactly what he's talking about and practice it. Like, do the Enochian masterclass that Newcomb has if you want. Um, but I think Aaron Leach might have you even know his own course. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, that's a great kind of magic to experiment and explore it's not experiment it's not experimenting it's a serious practice ryan, ryan who does the praxis behind the obscure he and i talk incessantly or <laughs> go through bouts of yeah we talk a lot um and uh he that's what he practices primarily he also uh, fucking a fabulous guy you should talk to him you should reach out to him on facebook i, um, I will um
2: what's his name again
0: yeah Praxis behind the obscure podcast
2: practice bounty yeah. obscure i uh, will do yeah um <laughs> he's a
0: and he's another musician man um hard like uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but like i'm i'm i could talk to him about what he's experiencing and doing with the Enochian spirits non-stop and we do <laughs> we talk so much off air it's crazy um but i'm fascinated because Enochian is a fascinating magical practice um yeah and the yeah even yeah even more I hope we can all get together and and do extremely uh sober magic and extremely psychedelic magic very soon like imagine, absolutely like, uh, like even you know imagine just a couple days of like half of it hardcore ritual like you know i'm talking about like ritual that's like non-stop like just going from operation to operation throughout an entire exactly. 36 hours yeah. Sleep, and then you do the same thing again, but on massive levels of psychedelics, and compare the notes. Why not? I mean, I've done it. I, I do it all the time. Um, yeah, we should all do this. I think this is something to be done. <laughs> um, and I, I I look forward to hearing seeing the world's notes. I know yeah, people are I, I know I, people I, are doing this, but I hope they would be more public about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, uh, I, you know, I, I'd definitely be in, interested in, uh, in corresponding with you and any of the, you know, in, 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 in any of the stuff that I keep doing. Well, well, you know, you
0: can, like, access all of the techniques, like, piecemeal on my website, my teaching website. You know that, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea, the piecemeal, like... Yeah, people are doing that. They're taking one bit, bit here and there. Yeah, at least we're just deepening the teachings. So we're sharing what we all know. And we should all do this. It'll grow as a harmonious human evolution into the Aquarian age where we become our own gurus and unite the world as our own saviors of our own souls in world harmony. Because this is the dawning of the... Sing it with me. Age of Aquarius. You're not the Age of Aquarius.
2: Name. You motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was starting to sing. Ah,
0: uh, you were. But mm-hmm. you know what? Actually, uh, it cuts out if multiple people speak at the same time.
2: Oh, uh, does it?
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they found that through the public school system when they tried to do group prayer.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and, and even just like when I have to do the million Zoom calls it's just it's just a big a big cluster do you, do you, you have know? to zoom for work oh yeah all the time yeah how often
0: how much a percent of the time do you have your pants on
2: well well except like we we recently did a thing where we're they're like oh we're not gonna do it on fridays but other than that it was like for a while it was like at least every day you know there'd be there'd be like multiple meetings and stuff over zoom and it was it was kind of I wasn't a big fan of it, but you know, but yeah. So, so I would say like a good a a significant portion of the time, unfortunately. And then, you know, it kind of, when you do that, you don't actually really get do real work either. So it kind of like takes away from that. So then you have to kind of make up, you know, what, what you're doing after that. (laughs) If you're, you're, Your endless zoom meetings but i guess that's the that's the that's the pandemic uh environment you know that uh that that has been encouraged you know just doing all that stuff remotely
0: hey you know we'll get there we're just slowly building back better together
2: exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm um yeah no and um I was, I was trying to think in that, like, uh, you know, another, maybe like, uh, you know, novice question, you know, like I, I, have looked at a couple different, you know, like I, like I mentioned, Peter Carroll, um, you know, it's, and, um, some other, you know, writers and, you know, the, 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 in chaos magic and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I found some of that interesting too. And, uh, I guess a good, you know, novice question that some others might wonder is, you know, how how uh, much of that is good to kind of cross pollinate and, you know, to kind of experiment around, you know, you know in, in addition to like, you know, right, you know, your kind of standard ceremonial systems.
0: In, I messed around in everything for the first many years, you know. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the thing is, yeah, the fruits of the labor came when I was dedicated to a system of magic. Um, and that's all, that's all that I can really say, because I, I experimented a lot, and then I dedicated myself to a system, and it bore fruits. So that's why I assume that dedicating yourself to your, like, the Enochian system, or the Grim tradition, or to Fairy Wicca, will yield fruits. If you dedicate yourself to it wholeheartedly, you got to give yourself wholeheartedly to a system of practice for it to actually yield fruits. You have to become the that's thing you're right. studying. Yeah,
2: that, that's a. I mean, that, that's good advice. And you know, one thing that I, I kind of noticed too, and um, you know, maybe maybe others too that are. Uh, you know are, are maybe just starting out or um but what i did too is uh you know personally like you know um like i i haven't been you know initiating any order or anything um in you know I, I i wouldn't i you know i i i definitely wouldn't be opposed to it. you know i i would um you know, I I would, I would definitely maybe seek something like that out, but, you know, like, I kind of given, I guess, like the, a lot of, a lot of modern, you know, kind of exploring the internet age is very solitary, you know, people, people like myself will just kind of read up and all that, but like, uh, I mean, from my perspective, like, you know, not kind of not having someone such as yourself to kind of, kind of, talk with uh w- would be kind of detrimental like I don't I don't think I could do I could I could kind of do it with just you know reading on my own so I guess the question would be you know like do you, do you think it's it's for like a novice? It's, it's definitely best to, to seek someone out that you know is experienced and 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 you know that you can you can pose like questions like this to all the time you know and and you know that you can you can communicate with on a you now on a maybe, you know, semi-regular basis.
0: <laughs> it's like you're it's like you're running an ad for uh for my from what I'm doing on my website or with my weekly classes. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I wish the other orders and other magical teachers would have regular contact um on the same level. And and I think that's what we need to see happen as uh as the internet or global, you know, cyber magic and the uh, technocracy increases is more contact with each other in that sphere. But I mean, it comes down to your own practice. Like you're doing your own ritual practice. That's what matters. And what what pieces you draw from from different traditions, enjoy it, right? And you can you can draw from a very variety of traditions now. Like if you want to learn some cool Kabbalah, go to David Heimsmith's lectures and classes. And, like, there's $7 a class. You can do David Himesmith's Kabbalah stuff. Or, uh, you know, Brian. Uh, Brian, yeah. Brian Garner for Ashen uh, His grimoire materials. Like, it's only a few hundred bucks. You can take that course. Like, fucking $550, a course, is what I paid in grad school, I think, for the base entry. And, like, another 1500 in books. So, like, that's nothing for a course and you're getting contact with people who know what they're talking about. Or the PGM courses by Jack Rail um, is his PGM stuff. So you have these grimoire, these PGM, these Enochian traditions that are very accessible right now, as, as well as the OTO and GD traditions. Like all these schools of magic are hyper accessible right now. And the only thing that it requires is people to invoke them. You know that's the thing. You got to invoke this stuff into your life and and make an active part of it, and it's uh, it illuminates the rest of your universe.
2: Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at least at least on, on my end, you know, I mean, there's really only. I mean, I can't speak for for everyone else, but uh, I mean, on my end, you know, there's really there's only really so much kind of you know, reading books and stuff on your own can, can really do, you know, like I, I I think, um, you know, getting, you know, get, you know, communicating with someone and, and, uh, you know, checking out, like you said, some of the, you know, the courses and stuff, um, you know, at least for me, I, I, I think probably like without, without, you know, uh, if it was if it was like just just on my own i don't i, I don't think I'd be able to you know to really to really do it um, and you know that could be how other people other people feel and you know they they may they may not know the uh the appropriate channels to kind of kind of go through but uh but i think you know i i i think probably one advantage of like the you know our our, our current internet age is that you know you you can connect to these these people and and you know, their course is, you know, really at any time. So I think, I think, you know, it, I'm probably fortunate, you know, and, you know, being in, in, in this era where I can do that, you know, as opposed to maybe in like 15, 20 years ago where, where it would, you know, if, if I didn't know someone, you know, in per, you know, physically in person, it would be a lot harder.
1: Why do you think that is harder?
2: Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, it might not be, I mean, you know, if, even if, you know, well, like without like the internet and all that, you know, might just, you know, give you the impetus just to, just to explore more things, you know, in, in person too, or, you know, come across stuff like you did with that, uh, you know, like with the flyer you found, you know, I think, uh, you know, it, I think maybe sometimes, you know, the, the the uh, Easiness of availability of of information sometimes makes you know the the thought of of that not being you know that not being there you know uh, kind of uh, kind of daunting I guess you know just because we're someone like myself you know it you, you know we're uh, so acclimated to it I guess
3: yeah
1: I mean you don't need anything
0: else you can just sit on a cushion in front of your altar exactly and and do it all there that's that's all you need is that that oneness but yeah you want to you know it's more fun when you start working with other people and you know talking with other beings and have a community the community is a big thing isn't it
1: yeah definitely
0: but yeah but the magicians that survive communities are ones that were solid before community that's true so yeah it's got to be about you at the end of the day um yeah and that comes back to sort of like what's the purpose of it all what's the meaning of it all and what 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 is it, what is your take on on the great work what how do you see it what's why undertake these rituals into your life that was going so well otherwise Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's,
2: that's the, that's the, this is the question of all questions, basically, right?
0: Well, I'm asking you, like, why add these things to your
2: life? Yeah, you know, um, I, yeah, I've asked myself that, you know, I mean, partially, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah, I, you know, it, I think, yeah, self fuckings is always good, but yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, you know, it's, 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 it's partially just a need for, for ritual and, and, you know, a, a connection to something higher than oneself or outside of oneself. And part of it is just kind of like an, a, a kind of un, kind of unexplained kind of, kind of sense of being drawn toward, toward that, that experience without really kind of being able to vocalize it. Um, and another, you know, maybe a third part, you know, at least on my end is, uh, you know, a, a, a genuine desire that, you know, you, you, you may find, you know, more about like existential questions, you know, of, of why, uh, you know, why we're here and, you know, what, what, every, what everything is all about, you know, like, uh, what I mean, do you, I, what do I you never think
0: everything's all about
2: what, what do I inherently think everything's all about? Yeah, I um. My my personal you know view. I mean, I, I I think that uh. I think that you know fundamentally uh, I mean it and you know this is my you know my take, but uh you know I I I think that consciousness or 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 the mind is 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 they're really the only kind of dominant factor in, in, in the universe, and, you know, matter is kind of secondary, and, and, you know, I, I, uh, kind of have, I guess, like a, like a panentheistic, you know, view of, uh, of, of what, you know, divinity is something that is, is inherent in, in our reality, but also transcends it, um, and, you know, I th- I think that we we've kind of just been, you know, put here to 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 kind of uh, continuously evolve. You know, like uh, I think you know a lot of like the the Gnostic kind of viewpoints of of reality are are interesting um, and you know might be partially you, you know I, I think a lot of them have some truth to them, but I I, I don't really have the notion that like you know our uh, our existence is like a prison or anything like that. But I think, you know, from my opinion, a lot of, uh, you know, our, you know, the, 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 you know, the occult sciences is, is us, you know, kind of exactly looking at the what's already in the universe and, and having it use it to kind of, point us in the right direction, you know, if that, if that makes sense, you yeah. know, it's a, a pretty convoluted, uh, kind of rambling, you know, thing, but that, I mean, that's, that's, that's how I've looked at it.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Man. Any, uh, any, uh, since you're taking notes, any other things we should cover <laughs> for your notebook?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I uh not to pivot, you know, back from a, you know, a real existential topic. Um, but you know, I know we uh we talked a little bit before, you know, about like uh and you know we kind of mentioned it occasionally about like, you know, alters and stuff like that. You know, when I when I was doing like the um the L I, I didn't I didn't actually really have anything set up for that. Um so I wasn't really sure, you know, kind of what uh you know, um, if it kind of you just you kind of just make one organically, you know, it it uh, you know, it, or if uh, you know, there, there's any real particular, you know, alter piece or you know, or alter <clears throat> basing to get, you know. You or know, I of, like the, the,
0: the original altar. GD's method of 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 just having. I like our like when I went from Wicca to Druidry and all these things we. I had, I went through periods of cluttery altars, but there's something to the power of a single black double cube or just like a black cloth on an altar with a white triangle of manifestation and a a red equal armed cross representing the balance of the forces over the manifestation of reality. If you balance your forces, right, and it's red because of the, to balance we have to sacrifice we have to mm-hmm. bleed to balance if you think you can balance without sacrifice which is why a lot of modern gd orders have a calvary cross above the triangle because they're more christian that's a I think it's still a magetina innovation but whatever um you know the the cross above the triangle this this the bleeding for the balance of the elements like we're becoming our own we're sacrificing ourselves to our own disharmony yeah you know, i like, like that i i would love to just be some heady intellectual but if i don't get you know down in the dirt or go for my walks in the forest or stroll at the beach uh you know you know then i'm not balanced so you have to sacrifice for balance yeah the elements you have to do that in your own being recognize your own proclivities and sacrifice to your own balance and that allows you to be the magister who brings down light to manifest your will over that so we put that white triangle of manifestation on the altar in front of us within our sphere if you're doing a evocation of like you know goetic or other spirits then you put that outside your circle but it's on the center of the altar of the universe for most of us in the gd and that's what I like about that, where everything we do in this hermetically sealed circle manifests in our entire reality, which is why we create this hermetic circle around us. So that everything we bring in, so that the balance, we we create an equilibrium of the elements around us, we still, the waters of that pool, right, with all the meditation and the preparatory techniques leading up to the LBRP, we still that, that water, and then we do the ritual. Man. And then after that, the, the water is completely calm. So that when we drop that single drop of intention into that triangle of manifestation on the altar, the ripples are very noticeable and make a, yeah. a significant change because of the stillness we've created in our world.
1: That's interesting, yeah, the the the, the, the drop in, in you know, the water
0: Well, that's how it I works. Yeah. You know, like Dion Fortune says, you cannot affect your reality until you are no longer influenced by it. You can't change your reality until you're no longer influenced by it and yeah. ritual is what i think what she was talking about was ritual magic i think like when she said that i think it's really obvious she's talking about what we're doing in our ritual space you know we're yeah. creating this this hermetically sealed you know blah 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 we're doing all that stuff and then it ripples out through it. it's not like she was saying that she would move through her everyday life <laughs> Nothing that ever happened to her yeah. affected her. Like, come on! Like, no, that's not what she's she's talking about. A, a magical technique. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, I, I like that, and that that makes sense too. You know, it's like you have a, you kind of, a, you you know your your cell. You know, not like a prison cell, but like you have your your cell of a your. You know, your your sealed cell, where you can
1: you can work that
2: manifestation. You
0: know, yeah, yeah. You're creating that in your yeah. sphere of sensation. Where whenever you do the LBRP, right? Whenever you do this, or LIRP and LBRP, really LRP. Hopefully, you're doing like you know a mixture of the two, um, especially since you're not in order. If you're in an order, you Temporarily do one thing one way, one thing the other, but that's that's order grades. But if you're not, you just like, yeah, you know, banish and invoke, you want to do both. Gotcha. I'll, yeah. I'll move that too. Have you mixed that up? It, it doesn't idea. necessarily I need haven't. to be done. Rigardi does recommend just doing the LBRP for six months and noting the differences in your life and as a, establishing a base level i'd say that's very wise yeah definitely not a long-term prescription but like LBR, if someone was like yo what the fuck's that crazy high magic shit and you're like yo bitch check out the LBRP for six months and noting your diaries like shizzle <laughs> you know try it and then yeah, after yeah. that i'll add in the lirp and and then note the difference for that for a year. And, and if you've done that, if you do that, you're, you know, and memorize TV, you are basically done neatly.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. Taking uh,
2: Are you typing? I am, yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> oh, is that your diary? No, no, I, I, I do written for that, but I'll I'll transcribe this, you know, what I type over into that just because I'm I don't I'm know just know sitting I with... talk
0: to you anymore if you're typing what I say on a computer while we're talking. That's crazy. Just uh,
2: live well, a
1: conversation, but I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Jokester, yeah. No, just your... Uh, we should
0: probably wrap up soon since the mushrooms are kicking in pretty hardcore now. Yeah, I can I can tell but in well, a good way. Yeah, I can see the Enochian letters in my eyelids. Yeah. Not really, not really, but um, I'm curious to explore that more. No, it's it's yeah. barely a couple of grounds doesn't really do much to me anymore, but I will definitely be doing some interesting work.
1: Absolutely.
2: But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've got a, I've, uh, I, I've unloaded a decent amount onto you, you know,
1: have you done the middle pillar? I have not
0: yet actually now. Well, that'll be a fun thing to add to your regiment. That's not a traditional golden Dawn ritual, but it's um by some people they consider it more significant than the lvrp which is a gd ritual but the middle pillar is your full departure into regardi land um and it's 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 like it's because it is less ritual and more uh you know psychoanalytic meditative in a regard i regret already saying the word psychoanalytic but it's 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 more yoga meditation you're not moving is my point um yeah though, though it's just brilliant it's just brilliant it's very much in line with the kabbalistic tradition of traditional kabbalah <laughs> um for those of you who haven't practiced much pure kabbalah um yeah it's very much in line with that in the yoga traditions of course as well but the middle pillar is a great great addition to your uh to your regimen i mean there's a reason why so many people do it yeah like on a daily basis right there's just yeah like even if you don't do an lbrp people do middle pillars there's people out there who don't do lbrp lrps but do middle pillars on it So here and there okay that's interesting that's fascinating it's uh yeah you know that's interesting It just in itself
3: well, but
0: I, you know I most shall... of those people also do pentagram rituals but yeah yeah, and uh, another guy was talking. I was talking to another guy that the other day, just who's finally learning the hexagram rituals, which is something that might make sense once uh, you're starting to be distracted by influences of the outer worlds. It's so crazy, all these rituals, isn't it? It's just crazy. It is. Just like, why do we do them? But then you don't do them, and your life seems to fall apart. That's weird. Like you do. Yeah, them for, I, like, do them for 10 actually. years and then stop doing them and it's like your life falls apart. Wow. Doing the rituals doesn't make your life fall apart. Everyone's yeah. like doing the rituals makes your life awesome and then they stop doing the rituals and their life falls apart.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> I, I've actually, I've heard that actually you know, among, among other people. Dude, it happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, in
0: 2005. And then I dove headlong into the tunnels of set.
2: Yeah, because that was like the word that one book you wrote.
0: Well, I wrote the theory long before I did the practice. I outlined the theory when I was, yeah, 18, 19, and lectured on it for years, long before I was ready to actually put it into practice. Six years later, I was ready to put into practice what I was talking about. And uh yeah, that that was a ten year operation, literally. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, I have a whole course coming out on that soon, which I'm calling the eight, eight spiritual sins, the, or you know, based on the seven deadly sins, and it's the whole thing. It's, it's it'll be great. It'll be good.
1: Yeah. It'll be
0: like you know, fully insightful course, but it's again, I don't think it's going to be useful to people who haven't done these rituals for many years. So that's a weird thing to. together like you know it's like kind of lecture that's not if you haven't been doing the rituals for a few years daily like practicing magic daily for years it won't be that useful but i think we need more stuff that's there for people are hitting the wall hitting different alchemical barriers in the practice absolutely anyway to be continued
2: yeah, no, th- thank you for uh, taking the time out again, you know.
0: Jimbo, I love you, man. Uh, same same here. And we'll, we'll have more uh, random phone calls soon, I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. Shout out to uh, any, uh, any last bands that you're uh, involved with or want to promote in Philly area.
2: Uh, well, I'm not currently involved in any uh, at the moment, but uh, there's some, uh, there's always some great bands though worth checking out, you know. But uh, none in specific.
0: So shout out to all the Philadelphia bands, not oh, in specific, but have a great
2: day. But um, exactly. <laughs> Ch- shout out, shout out to all of them, you know.
0: Yeah, just shout out to every dude who has a guitar in the corner, but hasn't learned to play it yet, but has it there to get laid. hermetic science,